Welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast, whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's our new catchphrase. You like it. You like it, though. You love, you it. Like you it, love it lately. People <laughs> oh, are clicking on these, that... apparently. Yeah. That doesn't seem like much of a dialogue choice if you have to if you don't get a choice in it. It's Mass Effect 3. It's, it's fine. most modern it's just... dialogue choices. They're actually just all the same option phrased differently. Yeah. Just oh. like how we're accused of being the same opinion but with different voices even though we argue Are we accused of that? That by we're stupid people. There's there's weird people okay, that are like then, this yeah. is an Echo Box podcast or whatever the fuck and I'm like God. We <laughs> argue all the time and don't agree That's on anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even about stupid yeah, stuff like Moira. But we're not. I don't think it's because we don't have like dangerously divergent opinions on things. I mean, oh, if they're a Nazi, yeah, then we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't have like think... terrifying people on our podcast, but like <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah, agree yeah, on anything yeah. usually. It's not. For example, not I still play not. Overwatch on purpose and enjoy it. Oh my god! I, which is I, at I this point because it's unimaginable to most of the people in our Discord. <laughs> I sounds like. No. Sounds like self-harm. You say it's that like I haven't been playing this nightmare game for the past five years. It's not like That's I didn't what I'm give saying. It a it's shot. like you and you <laughs> like, and uh, you and Toaster both inst uninstalled it, and Bird, I think, still has it installed, but doesn't want to or something. Resists the temptation. Well, he, he usually goes until the ranked system doesn't appeal to him anymore. Like, and until he gets to a point yep. where the ranking isn't. Uh, climbable without investing way too much time with little gain like there's i don't know being being the top 500 of overwatch only means so much if that's what you want to like do forever like yeah. ideally yeah. most people are like Bird i got not, plat i'm good i've noticed that not top 500 though when people talk about ranked and stuff it, it starts making me realize that people just play video games including online multiplayer versus games for like wildly divergent reasons than i do and just process the concept differently like, one of the mm. weirdest things I've ever heard is someone saying that playing Overwatch ranked isn't rewarding enough. Like, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be rewarded in some way for playing it. Like Emotionally, Like, currencies yeah. or something. And I'm like, no, uh -oh. I, I'm playing ranked uh, to have more fair and interesting matches than unranked, than which is a shit yeah. show. <laughs> like... There's yeah. essentially like there's the casual mode where I can play I can play around with characters I'm I'm worse at and and try to hedge up different angles and then there's ranked where you, you, it's tr time to be try hard a bit and hopefully the matchmaking successfully creates a match that can facilitate like a good round of Overwatch which is admittedly a struggle because how do you numerically quantify that but the idea that you're supposed to get yeah. something out of the matches besides the matches is like completely alien to me as somebody who like didn't even open their loot boxes for the entirety of Overwatch 1 and doesn't care about anything coming out of the matches besides getting the matches like that's the goal is to play the game and I'm I like I mean the there the, the Overwatch 2 specifically is a dearth of rewards though like they they basically yeah. got together and thought how can we make it as stagnant as possible for the player when they play like, there's no reason why they do it like that they do, but they... I mean, I, they don't I grew up on games that they... didn't have rewards. <laughs> like, that, my entire... Yeah. My, like, I originally got hooked to playing online video games in Dead or Alive 4 and Halo 2. And the more you play those games, nothing. Nothing. Period. It stays exactly the same yeah. as when you started playing the game. Uh, but Halo yeah, 2 has the... zero unlocks besides unlocking campaign missions by beating the previous one. 
And you unlocked Dead or Alive costumes by beating the story mode as that character over and over and over again to get the next costume until they ran out, which could be three costumes oh. or eight costumes because they were not evenly distributed between characters. And yeah. you could not unlock costumes via competitive or even online casual or anything. You couldn't even unlock system voice. System voice was unlocked in training mode. Like you couldn't unlock anything. There was zero incentive outside of That's the gameplay to play online. Which was like for me, that's like what playing online's for is it's it's to play the game online. It's like the idea that you're supposed to get other stuff and that's your incentive is like if anything, a lot of that stuff feels like a corruption to me. It's like this like when games are like, ah, better play X number of matches this week to get the timed exclusive thingamajig or you're gonna miss out. It's like they're all like yeah. they're all like external motivations to play a game other than the fact that you like the game. And I engaging with those systems, I think not only makes you games play games you don't like playing more than you would, but it also like starts to corrupt the like thought process behind you playing the game. Like you're thinking about whether or not yeah. meters are getting filled correctly instead of like your personal journey of like understanding the characters and matchups and like playing the video game. But Overwatch One was very rewarding though. That's the thing. Like people are are used or were used to the first to, to how the game used to work, and now. You know when they talk, I, it they, you know it's the contrast. That's the thing. Like I, I agree with you. I, 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 I mean I grew up playing Counter Strike, one point three I think, uh, then one point six and uh, Unreal Tournament ninety eight and stuff like that. Yeah, and those games I, have zero I just see the system, whatsoever. system as like a lose lose. Because like on the developer side, famously like in order to make the battle pass for Fortnite and so on, like unbelievable amounts of crunch were happening to just spew these infinite assets into the game that mostly don't affect the game, but are just there to always have another unlock because you like you gain a level like every fucking two minutes in that game when you're playing it. You just keep leveling and you're always unlocking something. It's another spray, another umbrella, another skateboard, another furry. And it, like what? And, and <laughs> those things exist. Yeah. Yeah, in Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, like, there's the, you, you have the... Umbrellas? Oh, yeah, you got your oh, vehicle Yeah, you thingies. have the parachute. Yeah, you, whatever the thing, your parachute. Uh, you've got a variety of vehicle thingies that you do in the air. And then you have uh, gun skins. And there's just so many... And, like, so half of the thing is, like, okay, how do, how do we hook in even more things that we can try to make be unlockables? Which is how you end up with, like, Overwatch's completely baffling trophies? Or whatever they're called? Like... They have weapon charms, which are a thing that attaches to your weapon, and you see during oh, gameplay technically. But there's an entire yeah. category of items that's called souvenirs, where it's just a 3D model your character holds up if you want to. And I've never seen someone do it on purpose in any match, but a I've significant chunk of every battle pass is just people is more stupid uh, models for people to hold up as souvenirs. And mm -hmm. somebody has to keep making those. Like, that's all labor and so it's this, it's this infinite treadmill of disposable content that is then that 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 is then seen as like FOMO stuff that is incentive for people to play and want to earn before it goes away, and and it's I I think that both makes things worse for the player and the developer at the same time. Like I'm I'm sad that that's become the core uh, incentive for playing all of these games at this point. I don't. Yeah, yeah if, I'm, my biggest problem is actually related to the the way we've talked about the way the ranking system works uh, before, but like the general pervasive understanding that when you play a game, like even F1 has ranked system now, which is just baffling. 
Because what do you mean rank? I'm this fast on this track. That's, you know, racing games are specifically different from from shooters. Uh, but like the whole, if you're good at shooters, you start playing Overwatch and then you climb the ranks is, I think that's that that's a bad game design. And it, it's, uh, it leads to what we saw. We don't see that anymore, by the way, in rank. Uh, like all, I, I'm still around gold uh, in most of my most of my, uh, not in tank, but in DPS in sport. Uh, and uh, I have noticed a, a, an increase, uh, like a, a steep drop in the quality of my teammates. Not that they're trolling or anything, but that they're just you know the the, the better players are moving upwards. Uh, and uh, and in, I'm talking in competitive. So what what ended what happened in Overwatch specifically was at the beginning like there was a lot of people there were a lot of people climbing and that's bad. Yeah. You shouldn't you shouldn't be matched with good people if you're not good and vice versa. And especially in a game where it's team team play because you're like if you're a mercy and you're you're pocketing a, a Farah and the Farah doesn't land anything like what what are you like you suck as a mercy you shouldn't be playing a mercy but that's like you shouldn't that's you shouldn't be paired with a bad Farah if you're a good Mercy, or you know. It's just the whole. I think I my biggest problem is actually the uh, the whole progression in the ranked system rather than the uh, progression in the battle pass. And I think most people don't really care about the the battle pass. We've seen uh, we've seen Blizzard offer battle pass ranks in um, if you watch uh, Twitch streamers playing Overwatch. You know, you can, I think it's now eight hours. If you watch eight hours of Twitch, you get five battle pass skips on some streamers. Uh, we've seen Blizzard make the... Uh, they used to offer at the last level of a battle pass uh, the, the mythic skin of the month or the, the season, whoever uh, it was for. And now they offer uh, in this latest season, it starts at level 40 instead of level 80. So it's like halfway through the battle pass, you're getting the mythics mythic skin because i think what they're seeing is that people are just not they don't care about the battle pass yeah i don't know i see a lot of people technically been down i see a lot of people in the new in the new skins every season oh yeah sure you have you i mean you have a substantial amount of what are like i don't know middle class whales people willing to like drop twenty dollars for a battle pass every season but they're not willing to like you will a manatee. There you go. Yeah, there are manatees in the in the environment that are uh, that are willing to buy a battle pass still because it's a it's not as ridiculous to think about as like a loot box, which is something but, you would be buying like a huge chunk of. Right. You'd have to buy like 100 loot boxes to get every single skin. Every single whereas yeah. whereas now it's like someone's like, well, I can uh, I can justify twenty dollars for a battle pass if it's the only one I get and I do it every month or whatever. Or ten dollars, or I think it's ten dollars. Yeah, it's ten dollars, whatever. But I, but the thing is, is that that's why I, I'm more shocked when I see people with the skins, like the paid skins. Those ones are with lifeguard mercy. Yeah, but don't forget though that Activision Blizzard is the company that has the patent for uh, affecting matchmaking based on the skins that players have, so that they can use players with the new skins or the skins they want to sell to basically serve as billboards and advertisements. To yeah, they can they can things. weaponize it against players yeah. who don't have them. So it's very normal is, if you don't have any totally skins. Fine. You, you just get all of your teammates, just all the spenders are, are with you. That's 
that's fine because one, a normal person with a healthy mindset to anything, especially consumerism, would understand that that it it doesn't fucking matter. Skins don't make you better. How at are they matchmaking the you but based on skins? If everyone's if you still have... matchmaking, so they have they have a patent uh, that's basically for for uh, changing the priority of who gets matched with you based on the potential for them serving as a billboard. So like they match make people that have skins you don't have to you. Yes. Is, yeah. Okay. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you have skins, you're gonna be the billboard. I was gonna say like, gonna they, be they can't just be matchmaking people with skins because like everyone else is still there. <laughs> so I was like, hang on a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed it just changes that. The priority. Uh, I think I noticed that. I uh, noticed the past uh, that uh, while I was playing Lucio in season two. Uh, that's that's the season that I played the most, and I I made it an experiment, removed all my skins. Um, and, uh, and just saw normal, normal players and all that. And the moment I re-added the skins and I have a lot of skins from the first Overwatch, uh, the moment I re-added the skins, I think I saw an increase in players without like any, even like sprays or anything like just basic default skins. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, you think I don't it, you think it hooks that into what you're wearing and not just what you own. Well, uh, yeah, it might, yeah. it might. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to. Because they have access just, to that. Info. I'm just saying, like, if you figured it would, well, because you're saying you said you like changed your skins or whatever and tried to do yeah, it for yeah, data, yeah. but I'm like, wouldn't it just be based on what I'm you also, own? Why would it care yeah. what you're currently equipping? Well, it cares what you're currently equipping because if the the idea is whether or not oh you for you being, being used as the billboard, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. The uh, I I I try not to notice skins I, for the most part because they, they just don't really matter. I don't really pay. I don't like actively track it, but I just like. Because Reinhardt's, Reinhardt's so fucking big, I just immediately notice every single time a new Reinhardt skin comes out that I'm like, there's a lot of them around here. <laughs> Suddenly everybody's, My, everyone's cardboard yeah. now, everyone's demon now, everyone's uh, the Minotaur now. Mm-hmm. My thing with skins that bothers me, especially in, especially in games like this, is just that so many of them are... like I This is going to go so counter to what a lot of people like, but a lot of people love that like grilling dad soldier 76 skin haha it's funny or like lifeguard mercy get it because she's a lifeguard i fucking hate skins like that i want cool like lore appropriate interesting alternate outfits that like are more expressive than just like (laughs) it's a joke see look it's it's a hamster ball but he's wearing a rave outfit like i just i hate that shit that's yeah. why I don't buy many of the skins because I think they're all stupid looking. <laughs> no, you'll you'll see me wearing a lot of stuff like I almost never wear funny skins. I if I wear something that that's a bit of a divergence, it's more like ah, oh, it's Sombra's scuba skin, like the one where she's in a wetsuit, which just implies that she just started Metal Gear Solid Two and she's a spy character, yeah. so it fits. Like there a lot of the uh, a lot of the skins like they're they're super wacky. Like I'm like ah, oh, damn it, like. For like I almost I like almost none of the May skins, and then she got this like this one where she works as a, she looks she works at like a diner or something. I'm like oh, that's that's diner, actually yeah. a decent looking skin, but it's stupid. <laughs> like it looks yeah, stupid my, yeah. in context. I like I don't want to be Lego Bastion or cardboard Reinhardt, even if I admit that they're like amusing like designs or, or whatever. Crab, the crab uh, hammer, or but, but I will pick the furry skins, and you can't yeah, stop. I me. will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will usually pick the, anything with a tail or braids. 
but yep. I I will not play silly skins on purpose. Yeah, I have like I think on Soldier think in particular, I use the, just the green reskin from Overwatch yeah. One because I think it looks. Cool. I use his army fatigues when I played because I thought. But it I just have one cool. where the army fatigues. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but the but I have like, like a, a commando. Hmm. I, yeah, I have like other skins, but I just don't play them because they 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 are silly. That no, I'm complete opposite. <laughs> Not that I it matters because I don't engage. see my skin. I refuse to engage with skins that aren't silly. Like if you don't you're specifically like, there to troll. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's just <laughs> if you're just gonna give me like a recolor or like a slightly revamped version of a regular skin, I don't care. I'll just keep the default. What the fuck does it matter? Like because it's I'm purple. Not, I have a purple interested. hamster. It's nice. I, I mean, I don't care I don't about the colors so much. It, I just it want looks yeah, really cool. It looks really. I just good. want like other cool outfits. <laughs> like I just because I honestly yeah, I think, don't. especially in Overwatch Two, a lot of that uh, the default outfits are a step down ah, from how good the cast looked in Overwatch One. So like, it just sucks. Like the default skins in that game are so, so hideous and over designed. Yeah. Oh, they're so bad. I hate all of them. Uh, oh. with the exception of Symmetra, who is better in Overwatch 2 than she is in Overwatch 1, uh, in terms of how she looks. But, I, I yeah. yeah, I do not like any of the redesigns. I think they're all terrible. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, to just circle back on was just, like, the idea of, like, ranked and, like, why people play it and stuff. And I think all of that's true. I think my perspective on ranked is that, like, I use it as a learning tool. And, like, ideally... In like I when I do ranked matches in fighting games, I think of it as a test, right? It's like I am sitting down to take a test after I have done all of my classwork and all of my homework. It is now my time to throw myself into the fire, see what I've learned, see what I need to learn, see where I need to improve. And like in a good ranked system, it starts off by you self-selecting what you think you want to test into. So, like, street, the way Street Fighter Six does it is it's like, hey, do you think you're intermediate? Do you think you're a novice? Like, what was your rank in Street Fighter Five? Did you ever play Street Fighter Five? Did you ever play any fighting games? Like, all of that stuff's really helpful because it gives you a bracket with which you try to test into, and then it places you within, you know... If you if you said you're intermediate, you can go from like silver to platinum. If you say that you're like advanced, your bracket starts at diamond and you're immediately matched against diamond players. And if you beat all of them, you get put into diamond five, you know, like things like that. Uh, and so you sort of self-select where you start and, and, and what your experience is going to be. And obviously, if people think they're better than they are, they're going to say, put me in diamond and then they're going to lose all their matches, get put in diamond one, lose all their matches again, and get deranked to gold. Uh, and like, you know what I mean? Or deranked to platinum, and then get deranked to gold, and then to get deranked or whatever, you know, however long it goes. So it becomes this experience of like truly being placed where you are relative to other people. And I think a lot of people will get hard stuck in that mindset and they'll think that it's not very rewarding because they're like, I want to keep seeing the numbers go up like skill based like people notoriously hate skill based matchmaking for whatever reason. Yeah, they, they, they feel insulted by it. They don't like having to put in work to win. They don't like being matched against people <laughs> that they are. Good I don't at. This think is I'm a, a bronze, so I shouldn't be a bronze. Like, exactly. Um, yes, absolutely. Ooh, people totally just they just want to be rewarded for playing at all and be told they're making mm -hmm. progress all the time. And that's why they like Diablo. 
Yeah, you can play and Cookie Clicker. It's free. Just download. Yeah, it. but they want to play something that's <laughs> that says you're good at video games, and then be told that they're good at video games. Yeah, it's it's so why it's why people other, get, it's, it's why easy. people get really hooked to stuff like Dark Souls that isn't especially brutally challenging, but gets a reputation for being that. But then are then immediately fuck off the moment like they're told to do like oh here's a hardcore survival thing like let's the real grind is pathologic give it a shot and they're like you no I'm scared yeah. I'm not being rewarded every two seconds yeah and like it, with with my experience like it's really hard to climb when you actually have to learn things but that is in and of itself like the most rewarding process ever like I can feel. We've talked about how Overwatch, because it's a team-based game, your progression is not very linear. It's, like, very all over the place. Because, like, you can have a good day with a good team, and, like, they can cover your weaknesses really well. And, like, you might not even notice what your weaknesses are because your team is covering yeah. them so well. Yeah, I And, like, you know, like, things like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or you can have a day where you carry super hard and, like, your strengths fill in for your team's weaknesses so you're just frustrated even though you're winning and you don't know if you've gotten any better, but like you're surviving just off of like your aim or whatever. When I play fighting games, I have hit plateaus. I have plateaued hard uh, in, in games like Street Fighter and Guilty Gear. In Guilty Gear, it took me 140 hours, I think, to hit Celestial for the first time. Like I, I was not good at that game. I put a lot of time in before I even started to get interesting matches like in the rank system um, and that was as in I... challenging or as in like what worth your time uh worth my time like like matches where oh, i felt sucks. like i was like actually learning things and stuff mm -hmm. because because in your early ranks when you're scrambling and when they're scrambling you can like do something you know like i i would just like go to the highest rank floor i could go to the way this is complicated. The way that Guilty Gear works, you have, you can access any floor above you. I would just play on floor ten, even though I was like a floor six player, and I would get screwed over because I was like, "Why? This is hard. Why isn't? I, why aren't I learning?" It took me a long time to learn the process of learning one of these games. Um, mm. but uh, the the point I'm making is like in Overwatch, you you're all over the place. It's really hard to tell what you're doing. But in a good ranked system, in like a fighting game, you are placed where you belong. You fight people who are where uh, yeah. they belong. And then all of your wins, your skill progression is extremely linear. Uh, and you might hit a plateau and get stuck and have difficulty. But the way you surpass that is always going to just be learn the thing that you're bad at, get the matchup experience, add that to your repertoire, and then you just start shooting up the ranks again. And it's a very, very good experience because, like, yeah, a plateau sucks and it sucks to feel like you're like hard stuck floor eight. But in Strive, for example, my solution to that was like I watched my replays, saw that I wasn't anti airing, got really good at anti airing, immediately made it to Celestial. Like it's not like it's it's so prescriptive. It is so directly like, oh, here is the flaw in my game plan. I need to do this better. Oh, now that I am doing it better, I'm getting rewarded again. Uh, and the same thing goes for Street Fighter. Uh, I was really hard stuck plat three for about seven hours on stream um, uh, a few weeks ago. And like I lost 
uh, almost a full rank worth of LP, like the ELO system in the game. I mm-hmm. lost almost a full rank of it because I was just losing. I was on like a 20 win lose streak um, and I have it all recorded, which is extra painful. And it was like causing me psychic <laughs> damage. Like I was like, what am I doing wrong? No. So I went and I looked at my gameplay and I noticed a pattern. It was, oh, every single time I try to approach with crouching medium slide, I am getting punished for it because I'm not spaced correctly. Oh, people are jumping in on me and getting a lot of hits on me and starting their really strong combos on me from jump ins because I'm not reliably anti-airing and I'm not punishing those anti-airs safely. So you know what I did? I went to training mode for 35 minutes. I trained anti-airs and anti-air confirms so they could get damage off of them to incentivize myself to anti-air more. And then I just practiced spacing my crouching medium kick. And when I just re-internalized and relearned how far I needed to be away to use it safely, I'm now plat four. I broke I broke my losing streak nice. by just looking and fixing the issue. So like I think good ranked systems can really help promote a very linear power curve and skill curve up until, you know, high, super high rank when you're like learning the true nuances of a game um, where it gets much more nebulous, you know, and, and much more player oriented. Um, but the actual learning process in games with good skill based matchmaking and like uh, ranked tiering and stuff is just so sublime. I love it so much. And in a way, that is the reward. Like I get really excited about playing ranked and I like want to play ranked because like I want to see myself take that next step up and I want to see myself get better. Um, and this is the way that I can test myself to do that in a game like overwatch. I do not feel that way because I'm just like, what the fuck do the ranks mean? I, I my two matches in gold look completely uh, like different video games. Yeah, yeah. And like, I can't tell what the difference is. Is it just the team comp? Is it the matchups? Is it me? Is it my team? It, oh, what yeah. should I be working on right now? I did, Over- I did the same strategy <laughs> this game is, versus last game. Overwatch is one of the most complex video games I've ever played while also having zero cohesive agreed upon definitions of how it's even meant to be played between players. Mm-hmm. So when you play a match... And your teammates get mad at you or something or that something goes poorly you have four people in your game who disagree with you on how the game what the game even is and what's going yeah. right or wrong or what you're even supposed to be doing and whether or not you're doing that well you disagree with your own teammates but like you as a player cannot accurately judge your your own strengths and weaknesses in the moment and then if you're live streaming, you have another uh, separate party that is the people in the live chat who also have their opinions and they're also not trustworthy. <laughs> like you'll have so many disparate pieces of data, like you're tabbing through all of the pre-mission tabs of fucking GoldenEye and one of them in chat is money penny, just useless. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to even, what do, what do I do about this? Was was I in the wrong or we or was this a fundamental like, did we lose this match because everybody in our match was super competent on a mechanical level but none of us fundamentally agree on what we're even supposed to be playing like what the goal yeah. of the game is was it a matchup of characters like or that was bad for the map or like should we be like the what something that, that blew my mind is that when you play like <clears throat> like it's it's like it's known for a fact that like there is the 
there is the meta, like the publicly understood idea of which characters are good and which ones face off against each other and which ones are uh, powerful right now in this patch for matchmaking and so on. And then you watch like Owl or whatever, where there's like, this is like organized matches between people that are that like run drills on these characters and are extremely coherent as a team and they're training their character and they have battle plans and they're essentially doing like football uh, maneuvers and so on. Like they have plans. Yeah. And these people play completely different characters than the meta does, despite the meta being presumed, like you would think being some kind of like collective understanding of how good the characters are. But the moment that the social context for the game changes, the game changes, which is a wild thing to observe about how the game works. Like when I like when I had my one day where I had the social courage to go join SVB's like scrims in his discord where there's his audience like they just do custom matches where they host manually set up matches where people self-report what their tier what their rank is in, in in matchmaking and they make matches based on that and if one side is too much of a landslide or whatever they swap players that they think will even things out and they try to create even matches that are higher quality and even though i was playing with people that are supposed to be the same rank that i was in matchmaking i immediately saw tactics that I had never seen before in Overwatch after playing for years. <laughs> like this is where I yeah, whenever I refer to it, that's my thing I talk about when we were played in Volskaya, the the Russian level in, in, in Overwatch 1 that's gone now. And like on defense point two, everyone was on the high ground, including the tank. When every single match I'd ever played on that map, people people defend the choke. But they're the same rank as the people I'm playing with every day. The, <laughs> that's what's, yeah, that's what's so I, wild about it. The problem with Overwatch, and I, I, I see that in my quick play, not in my competitive, at least not at the beginning of my competitive games, uh, but in my quick play, I will play on the correct positions. And half the time, what am I saying half the time? The vast majority of the time, the the team is not playing the correct position so what happens is that they're either defending too close and i am not getting enough value because the fight is happening elsewhere or they're just dying before i can help them because they're all out of position and it, like sd which is its own wild thing is like the ranks and public understanding of the game are so non-standard that yeah you have to adapt your play style to, to in many cases play worse yeah. to play better to play, because yeah, 100%. if you if you stubbornly just refuse to adapt to what's happening in the match, yeah. then you're throwing, and you'll might even get reported, and the mm -hmm. and you might even get suspended by the game for playing too correctly because you were functionally throwing by not meeting the game where it was essentially. Yes, yes. It's like I, this, con I, it's like this I, I constant would... thing of like having to like ignore the speed limit, but instead play the instead drive at the speed that the freeway is driving at, and so on. But in video games. <laughs> go with the flow of traffic yeah 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 exactly that's the thing is like overwatch is 100 percent a team-based game and so it, it there it doesn't matter what is the meta it doesn't matter what is right or wrong all that matters is that you as a team cohesively do something and even yeah. if what yeah. you're doing isn't the meta even if what your team is doing is reckless if you do it together, nine times out of ten, you'll fucking win that fight because the enemy team is generally not mm -hmm. working as a team. And that's like the most wins in Overwatch uh, until you get to like maybe master is like people just don't fucking play together as a team. And so you can just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're like everyone's on the high ground because those people are probably on the high ground 
in response to playing a bunch of matches with people who are always on the high ground. So they've developed their own like bubble meta and that only exists because they keep playing with very specific players, just as you'd never seen those tactics because you've played with very specific players. And, and that's why the players you've. Yeah, that's Sorry. that's why Overwatch is difficult. That's that's the entire reason why Overwatch is a fucking nightmare is because it d plays differently depending on skill level, people you're playing with, type of characters you're playing with, map you're playing on. There's like hundreds of variables that determine how you're going to play a match and all of them are never going to be explained to you or clear or understood or even communicated. Yeah. It's just, it's a fucking mess. But what's really fun about it is everyone's got their own silly little weapons that make you feel really <laughs> strong. And that's well, what's fun. Or not, because Sombra exists. I was going to say, uh, Sombra, that's why what do you mean Sombra used to just be able to, to laugh in your face as you tried doing something and she just stopped you immediately from it? Like, oh, I see you're going to ult or not. <laughs> so it's like, oh. I guess I, my ult's gone. Like Sombra uh, used to be really fun. They just fucked her up. I think I think she's. They are gonna fuck her up even more. I th they have a rework working. Um, but the, I I climbed out of out of bronze into silver and gold actually all the way through bronze five to silver. Uh, sorry, to gold three. I think uh, using Sombra as my main, and then I dropped to silver and then started Ash. Uh, but anyway, my point is uh, with Sombra in particular. She's a character that uh, at high level play, and the reason why she's used in so often in uh, scrims and in in the Overwatch League is because she excels when you have communication in the team. She's really really good. You see somebody out of position, you call it out. Hey, this person is going this way. They're by themselves. Let's dive. Let's let's kill them. Let's do this. Um, but at lower ranks, it's that's so far removed from the reality of play that that. It, she oh, what, yeah. what she excels at is something very different, which is just, uh, for example, what something I do a lot in in Sombra. I don't play her in rank anymore because I don't want to get better at her because they're gonna rework her. Uh, so I'm I'm playing mostly soldier and um, recently an Ash in rank. But uh, in uh, what I do in quick play a lot is I aggro both supports. I don't actually try to kill them a lot a lot of the time because. Uh, well, most uh, actually, most supports are very difficult to kill us to kill uh, unless they're like Zen or 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 Mercy. But if you're up against a Nana and a, 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 a Moira, for example, the moment the team, the enemy team engages and you're behind their enemy, the, their backlines, if you aggro both supports and just they're looking at you, they're trying to kill you, and you're using hard cover because nobody uses hard cover. Like the fight is effectively a three v five, or sorry, a three v four without the enemy supports because they're trying to kill you. So the long, it's like a, a dead by daylight kind of mentality where you're the longer you're you're being pursued by these two people, even if you die, uh, the the like the better it is the better it is for your team. So as long as uh, is very complicated because you can like if you're very good mechanically and in in bronze i think all of us here if we play in bronze uh, sombra we just are gods in terms of, because we're just so much better mechanically than most bronze players um but even silver like most most silver players suck at aim and and recently honestly gold they're i i've noticed my duels just they're they're getting easier and easier but um sombra like you can double the damage of the other dps with sombra i've done i did that a bunch of times just through mechanical competency it's not even expertise because you know you pick the person that's most isolated you kill them you, you pick the tank that, that doesn't have support you kill the tank and it just 
it's she's very powerful, but she's powerful in a different way than what she is later on. And that's why I'm saying, like, I love the, the expression that you use, the pocket meta. Or, no, wait, did you say, yeah, your pocket meta. Uh, it said bubble. Uh, bubble, that's the one, not pocket. I was thinking uh, dimension pocket or something. Pocket dimension, that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, a bubble meta is, is a great way to, a great way of looking at it. Uh, but people just don't realize that. I, I still get, the other day I was playing Sombra in quick play. I had somebody in Spectator trash talking me about, you're playing Sombra, you shouldn't play Sombra. Obviously, I, I blocked them immediately. But the like, I I still had people complaining about playing playing Sunrise, and I was just like, I was dominating. I was absolutely like, I wasn't even. I was just playing for fun, and I was just, just winning the game. Because One that just always stands I... out to me about is, is that I was watching a high level streamer, and he was watching a cheater video. Like you know, when you you spectate cheaters that are reported, and you see them cheating and all that. But what he was baffled by. And I'm baffled by him being baffled by this. Is he was baffled by the fact that they were that the teams weren't forcing a draw, like a cheater was identified oh, yeah, in the match. Yeah, and he was like, "Why aren't they forcing a draw? You always force a draw when there's a cheater." And I'm like, "How? How? How are Silvers gonna force a draw? One, Silvers don't. They don't believe mechanically. But also, know. they don't believe it's a cheater. Like I have never seen people believe. Like in but, my own team, well, when I have cheaters on the other even, end, even if one hundred percent of people understood that there was a cheater, which itself is hard to even identify half the time yeah. without being able to physically watch them during the match. Like, like especially with how often our group like false identifies cheaters. Like, like no one can tell us what cheaters. No one can tell the cheaters around. When we were when we were, when we were playing with with our full stack, someone accused someone of being a cheater every three matches. It was absurd. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, but Bird like, accuses well, uh, lots of people of being cheaters all the time. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, one lot, but... silvers don't know how to make a, a draw. Like mechanically, the, like the idea of a draw is oh, not yeah, ever the, mechanically the... explained to you. So how do you how would you even know how to cause a draw? Which you have to cause completely differently in each mode. If it's even a, a possible. If it's even possible, yeah. But I'm also yeah. like, even if they everyone successfully identified that there was a cheater and you wanted to do like the fucking honor system force a draw thing that grandmasters do. Sometimes. How? 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 The, the, these 10 people are not in communication with each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking about the whole time you're talking about Sombra. I'm like, these people aren't. Talk. There's there is literally like not a universal way of communicating that everyone will even be in because uh, in little ranks uh, all communication despite be, being a, a core element of how you can play the game better as a team uh, it's it's so unrewarding to use communication because of how hostile people are that people just aren't in it like I'm not in a I think if I remember correctly like I, I'm not in uh, orange chat. I think Bird's chat, yeah. not in team chat. He's only in orange chat or something. And like most people no. are not not in voice chat. I'm the I'm usually the only person in, in our team that's in voice chat. Like, how would you ever organize a draw? How would you decide that? Like the yeah. uh, the My... level like the, the it's, it's it's the point where like the, the advice that high level players give is so irrelevant because they literally don't understand the game that other people are experiencing. It, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like it's literally a different 100%. video game. My problem is actually just people do not believe you when you say that there's a cheater. And like I the way I confirm a cheater, uh, well, it depends on what I'm playing. But for example, with Lucio, the way I used to confirm uh, is uh, I just go right up in their face and see how long it takes for them to kill me. Usually it's not the how long, but the how they kill me. So th there's multiple types of cheats, um, but the, mo the one that's harder to detect is the one where 
the reticule locks into your body box and not in your head or like it's not like locked to your movement because if it locks to your movement it's very obvious that it's a cheater and even then people don't believe don't believe you but um the one that's harder to detect is the one that they just shoot at you and are accurate at long range and you're thinking okay that guy's good but if you do that very close to them and move around them and like on top of them and all that it's very obvious that they're locked onto you because the, the movement that is required for your mouse, for example, if you jump, as Lucio is very easy to tell, is you're jumping over people and they're still locked on you and they're locking over through looking over them. Like, that's so obvious that they're cheating. Uh, and that's what I do. Like, at Sombra, is also very easy. You just teleport right on top of them and, and, and see what they're doing. Um, but, like, you, usually your teammates just don't believe you. And, uh, like, I don't even care about the enemy team because I if your teammates don't believe you, I just fuck the enemy team i don't care um and yeah it's just but you're true you're right about the the mechanics of of drawing it's it's just completely detached and uh, like that's why i see gm players and top 500 players give advice to about climbing and they say all you have to like i've seen j3 for example just say all you have to do is take high ground just take high ground and you climb up to diamond and that's not true like the the in in yeah. quick play people don't contest you like rely if you're in gold or silver in quick play they don't contest it they just let you stay there like i've played i've played so many some uh, soldier games where i just stand on top of anything and shoot people nobody shoots at me throughout the entire game and i just say hey you can shoot me if you know uh like even playing against divas this happens often they just don't contest me but in in, in uh competitive they swap immediately to something that's easier for them to deal with they 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 go may to put walls you know they're they like so the the tank competitive people are actually very reactive to this sort of like one trick kind of thing obviously taking high ground is you should take high ground 100 percent of the time that's the baseline of playing well but what you know it's it's not the only thing it's definitely either like there's so much there's so much uh i think i i, I said i said i said this in in uh in discord i don't think i said it this in in our podcast the best thing that you can do to climb in any shooter in any team-based shooter is to have a play style that is not affected by your teammates and so the more you are affected by your teammates in your play style or maybe in your psyche maybe it's just you you get tilted because your teammates are throwing which is understandable but yeah the, like if you're uh, if you're a widow and you're just sniping from the back it doesn't matter what your teammates are doing it's you know it's just a numbers game you're gonna you know you're gonna figure it out we're gonna sometimes the, your team is just gonna be really bad but you know it, it doesn't matter to you so much as for example if you're a lucio and like your your uh, your uh your uh, uh, Reinhardt doesn't push, for example. Like, I've had so few games where I play, uh, played as a Lucio and a Reinhardt knew what to do with my speed boost. And those few games are so easy. They're, it's unbelievable how easy they are. But when they happen, it's just, like, glorious. It just destroys the entire team because <laughs> speed boost is so powerful. Like, I, 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 I only remember one game where I had a Mei and a, a Reinhardt that both knew what they were doing with the Lucio. And it was like just absolute destruction. This is gonna be in competitive, it's not quick play. But just like it's so powerful. It's they know what they're doing. But obviously, you get up to diamond and stuff. Uh, I I have played against diamonds, not as a diamond, but I've played against diamonds. They're they're like they're gods. At, at, like they, they feel like they, they know exactly what you're gonna do and just predict. And what happened to me is because of my play style, I don't know if I mean it's probably my own limitations. I don't really care about not reaching higher ranks, but um 
what I find that my me is when I play against higher ranked people is I just do less because I am not I I'm afraid it's not that I'm afraid of dying is I'm limiting my deaths. So basically, the moment I start taking damage, I, I like act accordingly. So I, I have trouble getting myself into a position where I don't take damage in the first place, or I can trust my my support to allow me to stay alive even while I'm taking damage. Uh, just it's very difficult. That, that's actually I think that's the the hardest thing to do as you're climbing is practicing being healed, because it just doesn't happen. You just never like I I once in quick play, I had a. And Anna, I was playing Junker Queen. This was in, the, in that season where Junker Queen was busted. And it was like, that was a fun time. <laughs> I was playing Junker Queen in, in Quick Play. And uh, it was, um, it doesn't matter the map. But basically, I was just I, 40 to zero deaths. Um, which is, you know, not uncommon. Because my Quick Play is busted. And most of my, everything, everybody's very below my skill level. Uh, no shade on them, personally. It's just, you know, it's, it's shade on Blizzard for matching me with them. In the first place but my anna was carrying me so hard she always had my line of sight i need like I, I i turned a corner to do a uh to do any any melee damage i knew that if i backed off a little bit into the line the corner in the line of sight i knew my anna was looking at me and at the end of the game as i i often do when i notice the supports are good uh i i complimented her it's that is godlike and she was like uh and she messaged me, like she messaged me uh, after the game and, and saying, you're only silver? Because I'm still silver in tank. I thought you was you were like uh, masters or something, which is, I mean, uh, she's not correct. I, I didn't play like a masters, but the point is I, I that that experience of having a, because uh, she was, I think she was masters or something high level. Uh, the point of, uh, of um, that experience of having a higher tier support carrying you is so rare that you don't practice that as a tank in particular but even as a dps i think even a, a dps is some dps's benefit a lot for like for example may for example i've had the amount of times i had because may can put herself in an ice block and she heals for 200 damage or for 200 health the amount of times i've had people support when i complain that i don't get healed people say you're may and i'm like uh, like, yeah, I, I use my ice block once, and then what happens after? I die, because <laughs> I'm so close. I, or it depends on how you play me, because you can play her from far away. But, but like, so, that's just people, people play the game in their own way, and support in particular affects other, the other classes in such a drastic, drastic way that it's very difficult to practice as you are climbing. So the moment I, I was being paired with higher level, characters I, I or not characters but uh, opponents i was just like lost i know i okay it's very obvious it's very it's very obvious that they're better than me i'm gonna be honest I it started to get extreme it started to get extremely hard to follow where you were going or what your point was or what the topic was <laughs> oh i oh i forgot what i what i was trying to yeah, say yeah you started rambling so much about just the general experience ramble. of playing a lot of overwatch in general and just griping about random things that like for like 20 Sorry. minutes i'm like i don't actually know what he's talking about i don't know where he's going or what his 
what this is supposed to be either. a response to anymore. <laughs> He's just kind of like the way I, I the way just... I catch cheaters is Lucio, and then if somebody pockets me, oh, nobody pockets me as May, and like it just kept going yeah. and going, and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking sorry, about? Sorry, I forgot He's just about the saying Overwatch bit. words for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can let's let's recenter on the cheater. I didn't. Thing, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, really, I, I wasn't I... even trying to get in the weeds on cheaters. I was just like responding to like yeah. the like how massively people yeah. understand the game differently in different tiers. I'm like. I was pointing out not the fact that cheaters exist, but that like these high level players, like I was watching this high level player, like why don't why don't these people force a, a, a tie? And I'm like, why don't they what? That's never that's never <laughs> that's never happened in yeah. any tier below diamond. What the fuck? It's never happened in any tier below masters. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't understand what this game is like for most players at all. That was the entire yeah. point. Yeah, not I mean, that if, cheaters yeah, exist. No one, but... no one does. That's the, that's the frustratingly funny thing about it all is that you can go online and look for people to like tell me how what like what should i do in overwatch is like that person's wrong it doesn't matter who they yeah. are it doesn't matter <laughs> if like yeah. mr fucking yeah it doesn't even matter if like mr overwatch himself came out of the fucking room was like this is how you play overwatch it won't mean anything because overwatch doesn't have a way to play it is all responsive it's 100 percent dynamic so like yeah, that's, that's the frustrating thing how do you teach someone a game that doesn't have a preset way to play it and okay. it's just literally is... here's cooldowns here's what your objective is have fun yeah <laughs> like this is literally the like this is actually a great comparison point because like i have like one brain cell this is the reason why i play fighting games because like getting to gold and overwatch was l no shit probably the hardest thing i've ever done in a video game and i have played some hard ass fucking video games before so when people are like, oh, in order to rank up, you just need to, you just need to take the high ground. Like, that shit makes no fucking sense. But if I play Street Fighter and I tell you, you can get to silver by anti-airing reliably, you fucking anti-air reliably, you'll get to silver. Like, that's just how it works. This is part uh, and, of why and, I was like, birds get, once, once he started actually playing and started talking about it, I was like... Bert's gonna fucking love Street Fighter, isn't he? Because he's because yes. ta he's talking about Street Fighter the way he used to talk about Overwatch, except you can approach Street Fighter that way. Yes, I, for exactly. a while there, I was I kept having to like pump the brakes and like caution him and be like, okay, well, mm, like especially because like, he was learning support, and in many cases, I was the tank in those matches, and I'm like, nope, you can't. Please, I'm begging you, do not reduce the entirety of your character to that two that two rules you just made yeah. up. Because I will suffer all night if you behave that way. <laughs> and like yeah. every time, like like sometimes Colonel will do this too. We're talking about Sombra or some other character. He'd reduce the entire, or at least he would talk about it as if like the trick to the character was to reduce it to just this one thing. And I'm like, that's not how any of Overwatch works for any character <laughs> ever. You cannot reduce the game to simple rules at all. And uh, on a regular basis, Bird would say stuff where I'm like, I, mm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I wonder what his experience. <laughs> you can't make hard rules. Yeah, yeah he, would, exactly. he, would, he would say really hard rules, and then he would go on and be like, Yeah, I played 12 hours of Overwatch today, and I, I'm losing my mind. I'm exclusively playing one character <laughs> all day, every day, and I've my rank went changed by 50 points or whatever the fuck. Uh, and he would talk, constantly talk about the rank grind while playing the game. Binging it on a scale that I have never binged Overwatch before, but also talking about it in incredibly simple terms as if he was finding the tricks. And every week he had a different trick of like, like he talked about like the trick to Kiriko is having the specific rhythm of like two kunai into a animation interrupt into one heel to two kunai or something like that. I'm like, that's 
that's like the kind of weird hyper specific thing that's so specific that it can't there's no way it functionally works in the actual reality of how a match works even if it's somehow mathematically like oh i found the perfect animation cancel or whatever that makes this technically the most efficient amount of stats you can get out of kiriko or something i'm like you headshot yeah, enemies when the headshot yeah. is available and you heal people when they need healing. There is not a MMO style rhythm to playing the character. Like you have to react to the shooting game that's happening to you, not like DPS rotation on your WoW rogue. So when he talked about the game in such specific terms, he kept reducing it to that, and that seemed to always be his approach. I'm like, I was always terrified of what his rank experience must be like solo. Because it feels, because it would say, it's from an outside perspective, the way he talked about playing characters, it sounded like he was torturing himself. But yeah. the way that, but you that, literally can that, yeah. be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go play Street Fighter tonight. I'm just going to completely focus on my anti-air game. I'm just going to completely focus on being ready for that reaction every time that one thing happens. And that's going to be the thing I'm working on today. And that will affect your Street Fighter performance. Like, I'm yes. Like, and like, well, the thing with that too is, and the reason why I brought it up is because like, we spent so long grinding Overwatch as a team and like, yes, I think cumulatively we got better over that time, but I can't really tell you how much we got better. Like, yes, I made it to gold. Yeah, Bird, I think, made it to gold as well. But, like, this week, you we picked up Street Fighter as a group last week. On the first day, Bird did not know how to jump or block. As of today, he is Iron 4... <laughs> Because I told him, here is how you play the game with your character. Before you worry about anything else, focus on spacing crouching medium kick, standing medium kick, and if you're cornered, use your DP. I gave him those three guidelines, and now he's beating people on this call in matches. That is, I think, the perfect example of, like, the differences in complexity and difficulty in a game like Overwatch, which is, like, this team game that has a million variables that's really hard and you need to have a really good mechanical skill in order to, like, succeed on a thousand different fronts at once just to gain, like, to go from Bronze 5 to Bronze 4. In Street Fighter, I told Bird to use literally two buttons he can play you could remove every button from his controller except medium punch and medium kick and he would be as good as he is right now <laughs> that's it's, wild it's just like objectively a much simpler process to understand and get better at as long as you put the time in so like that, that that's what i mean it's just like you need a fucking physics degree to play overwatch but i have one brain cell and i'm plat four in street fighter six <laughs> like it really is just what time you put in you get back out and it's I, that's what i like about that particular ranked system yeah and just one-on-one -on -one in general gives you like an insane level of power over your own journey yes. and, and improvement because you just are the entire match Yes, you, you control the match, all of the mistakes are your mistakes, but all of your successes are also your successes, and it's very easy to see exactly where, like, you lost a match, right? Like, I'm playing a game of Street Fighter, someone jumps in on me, uh, you know, they do it three times in a row, I look at my replay, and my replay is two minutes long, it's not a 40 minute long match, it's two minutes, and I get to see every single point where I was, like, 
punished for doing something stupid and I can just immediately recalibrate and be like, all right, I was for whatever reason trying to link like standing jab into crouching medium punch. That doesn't work. Mathematically, it will never work. Need to train myself out of pushing that button in that combination. And then it's just done. And then I'm just I never do it again and I'm better at the game for it. The it, I don't I, I don't play fight uh, fighting games mm-hmm. much or at all the, lately. Uh, I did grow up, grow up playing a certain amount of uh, Mortal Kombat and Tekken. Mm-hmm. But isn't it like don't you need to be always on not on edge but like focused? Like it's not Yeah. Is, is it um, not tiring if you're like playing the whole afternoon? No, it's exactly it's extremely yeah. tiring. Uh, so <laughs> you need to be, you need to be yeah. focused. Yes, but th- that's the thing is that like, uh, getting the ranks up from like low ranks to like I know how to play the game is a very linear process. Where mm-hmm. fighting games and getting better at fighting games gets hard is when you are playing against other people that know how to play the game, and the the skill check in question stops just being knowledge checks and mechanics and becomes things like mental stack and mental stack is really really hard to get better at in fact most humans have a pretty hard set mental stack limit and training it is really really hard so what mental stack is is like obviously street fighter is people will call it like turn-based chess or or or, sorry not turn-based uh uh active time chess or yeah real time thank you or um, or like rock, paper, scissors, but uh, in, you know, in real time. And basically what that means is in Street Fighter, at any given moment, there are solutions to whatever problem is being put on screen. Your opponent is doing is throwing fireballs sitting all the way across the screen. OK, you jump over the fireball. They have an answer to that. They sure you can you. Right. Uh, that that's how the, the game plans get set up. So you have to figure out, OK. If my opponent is going to do X, I must do Y, and then you get a second layer of that. You go, okay, but if I do Y, they'll do Z, so I need to do A. And it gets more and more complicated as it goes on. So at any given point in a match at high level, you're going to be looking for like seven or eight interactions, right? I'm paying attention to see if my opponent is trying to poke me trying to pay attention to which poke they're using, because if they use one or the other, I'm going to counter that a different way. Uh, I'm looking to see how they're dashing, because if they try to dash up and throw me, I need to be able to throw throw break. If they jump, I need to be able to anti-air their jump in. If I jump, I need to make sure that I'm spaced for a cross-up, and I need to look at which anti-airs they're using so I know which moves I can use that might beat those anti-airs. I need to look at their meter to make sure that they don't super. I need to look at their drive gauge to see if it'll put them in burnout or not, or what resources that they have that they can use to like reposition. That's the mental stack. Those are like, that's like the seven things I'm like thinking about. Right. But Mm -hmm. what if they start doing a different strategy? Like in the middle of me looking for those seven things, suddenly they're not throwing fireballs anymore. They're, you know, doing their their super dash to get over to me to then command throw me, which I can't throw break. OK, now I need to look out for the command throw. The thing is, is that human intelligence and I mean that like in terms of like our literal brains, it's not as simple as just looking for that thing anymore. Our brains cannot handle that many simultaneous inputs. 
So mm-hmm. the difficult part of getting better at fighting games at high level is knowing what to prioritize in your mental stack and what not to prioritize. So in all of those seven options I previously was thinking about, what is the lowest risk option I can now ignore to add another thing on the top of the mental stack to look out for that is more dangerous than what other option? That is risk-reward, and that's the core difficulty of fighting games. But the cool part about fighting games is you don't get to that point of needing to worry about this really until you're high enough level that you understand every building block that goes into the mental stack. So what I've been doing to teach Bird how to play the game with is basically I'm building his mental stack from the top. I'm saying, all right, the first thing you need to pay attention to is neutral and footsies. You need to be able to crouching medium kick your opponent when they're like two character lengths away. You need to standing medium kick your opponent when they're one character length away. If you get really good at that, you'll win a bunch of matches in iron. And then he did. Like he went from rookie one all the way to iron four or whatever, basically just doing that. But then he's like, okay, well, my opponent got me in the corner. What do I do now? All right. Well, if you're in the corner, you need to look out for throws. You need to look out for drive impact and you need to look out for pressure. How do you deal with that? You you dragon punch. You get out of it. You have an invincible reversal. There you go. Now you have to look out for that situation when you're in a corner. Next thing, he's like, all right, well, my opponents keep jumping in on me and I keep missing my attack to deal with it. What do I do? Well, here's your anti-air. Now, every single time your opponent jumps on top of those other four things, pay attention to that. Uh, And that is like the structure of getting better at a game that is like really easy to understand and like builds a very, very strong foundation of fundamentals. And that's what people mean when they say, like, fighting games require good fundamentals. That's what they're talking about, is, like, the process of building your mental stack so you can actually start playing the game at a high level, which is the process of, like, figuring out how to risk-reward and RPS your mental stack into a really safe game plan. Uh, And so, yeah, like, I, I just think it's a very... It's such an easily understood and, like, simple set of tasks that help you really build your skill in a way that a lot of these more complicated team games that people play on a daily basis really offer uh because like stuff like fucking people talk to me all the time and they're like toaster i don't know how you play fighting games it's so hard to get started it's crazy I, i don't understand you have to be a rocket scientist to play this and i'm like bitch you play rocket league How the fuck do you hit a soccer ball with a car and make it go into a goal? I could not even begin to calculate the insane amount of shit you need to pay attention to in this game. I played Rocket League once, and I don't think I ever hit the ball with my car. Like, I, I could not pilot it. I do not understand. So when people tell me fighting games are so hard, they're impossible to play, you need to be a superhuman to do it, I'm like... Why are you saying this when it's literally like you can learn from the bottom up, like building with Legos? It's just it's a mindset. It's an approach problem, I think. Well, and I that's, think that that's a lot the thing. Of people is, I think it's not. I think it's an onboarding problem. Like you're talking about yeah. that it's mechanically simpler to play a fighting game, which is almost certainly the case because it's two characters on a two dimensional plane and nothing else is yes. happening. But it's more rewarding to play other games badly. Mm-hmm. Like I have Absolutely. had fun Absolutely. streaming Rocket League, 
and have never been effective at all at the game yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it is sure. inherently an amusing game because you're little rocket cars that do backflips and jump at at balls and try to knock them into a big stupid goal and it's a, it's basically farcical how every action you take does not work in that game. Like every time I I try to hit a ball a certain way, it almost never accomplishes what I mean for it to do. But it's this funny shit show, and you do get to zoom around as a car that feels fast and does like camera tricks to sell the speed feeling the way that racing games do, and like feel make that rewarding yeah. in its own way. And like in Smash Brothers, when you do hit a, a lucky hit on a high health character, you probably didn't even put the work in to do the damage to, and they explode off the screen. There's a lot of like direct feedback that makes it feel good and all that. And then like Overwatch yeah. has a lot of stuff put into uh, trying to make the match feel rewarding and trying to tell you that in some way, you, like especially Overwatch 1 with the metal system and shit, always tried to tell you you were the best at something every match and like and gave you something that was like happening and you're part of a bigger experience that obscures your personal failures a bit uh yeah and even going between different fighting games like i definitely see the onboarding problem with uh street fighter because like i've given it a go and like even comparing it to other fighting games like dead or alive has a flashy fun like flow to it that makes the shittier earlier experience a bit more like oh look at that thing i did whereas like street fighter you can't really string anything together on accident. It takes a lot of work to do pretty much anything. And there's like, I've noticed like there's really like really granular specific stuff. I've noticed where like the, uh, the game has no forward momentum. Usually like when you're attacking, mm -hmm. most attacks knock the enemy away and you do not follow them, which is unusual for any combo based video game, be they character action games or even other fighting games that I've yes. personally played you tend to chase by attacking and even if they yes. are getting pushed back so you can do follow-ups and continue so the act of trying to do anything cool besides this i guess the super essentially is incredibly hard to intuit and figure out what to do you're very stiff and it feels like you can't do much and the moment yes. somebody starts hitting you it feels like it's impossible to respond and there's no intuitive way to figure out how to respond you just become a punching bag until they run out of combos and you fall over and then maybe when you get up if they don't instantly grab you or something you might be able to jump away and kind of flail and then maybe if you get some space yeah. you can try to go back to doing what new players do which is basically try to treat the enemy like a training dummy and do a combo on yes. them because like you don't know what else to do because you don't know how the game works so it's like yeah even if the game is technically simpler than almost any other genre like there's no level design in street fighter like like that's how that's yeah. how simple it is it's playing it's like a jrpg of competitive games uh but like <laughs> it's so punishing and such a knowledge check to even begin playing that it's like it can be actively unfun to try and i think that's what people oh, are actually totally. talking about even though they say something that technically means something else is that like yeah it's so punishing to try to find the fun in these games when you're competing against mm -hmm. someone else that will just pummel you that it's like it's I like, my... like i was talking about like i i asked chat i was like okay i i think like you said you said that blanca maintains his charge if you hold down back even if you get hit or even if you're blocking and yes. you get hit while blocking and then i tr and then i was like and then i was told that the way to escape certain combos or whatever is to do the charge counter 
in to get out of it. So that means mm -hmm. you need to have charge from holding back, and the act of holding back is what charges the thing, and that's you like that's how you do the attack. And so like you have to be able mm -hmm. to respond. And then I yes. was telling Chat like I think I don't know I think Toaster was wrong because he doesn't really play Blanca. Like maybe he just doesn't know how this works because I, I I'm pretty sure you do lose charge if you get hit when you're blocking because I this attack absolutely never works. And Chat was like, no, yeah, you were just in the front, you were in the block stun. And if you try to input during the block stun, then it just doesn't work, which means you lose your charge from trying to execute it, but also the game won't let you execute it at all. And there's no indication that your buttons did anything at all, but you lost the charge, which itself is an invisible mechanic. There's not like a charge, like yeah, visual on your character. There's, there's no meter or like aura that indicates the charge being gained or lost. So all you know in practice is that the games your characters doesn't do anything like your buttons are doing nothing yeah, yeah. and you're dying and then you go into training mode and you're like even with the meter on the screen because <clears throat> like what, it, what quickly becomes apparent in street fighter is that in order to counter or in order to combo or do anything after anything else correctly ever you have to get the like the frame data of exactly when to hit the input to make the next uh, thing happen because it doesn't have any kind of like I don't know how to what terminology is, but like like input batching or buffering or whatever the way that like, oh, I pressed that button a while ago and now the attack came out in Elden Ring or whatever. Like people are used to the idea yeah. that they can do an input and the character will kind of do it when they can unless they literally get like knocked down or something. Uh, but in Street Fighter, if you do any input slightly before or after the exact like couple of frames where the inputs valid, it nothing happens. And then you don't yes. know why nothing mm. happened because the game doesn't tell you why nothing happened. So you have to go in training mode and watch this little meter over your head and keep doing it over and over again. And I have definitely sat there and tried to do one input for 10 minutes straight while a meter is telling me <laughs> the correct timing and I still can't do it. And it's like, technically, this is simple, but it's incredibly brutal to onboard the experience of trying to just do inputs yeah. as a character and behave and like... What I'm struggling with with Street Fighters, I'm trying to like I'm I'm like rotating through like control styles and controllers and characters, just kind of trying to find the fun because mm -hmm. I I it's very hard to to get the game to be enjoyable for, like just to fuck around with, let alone then be like oh now I'm gonna take it seriously and get good at it. And that's like a that is a serious that is a pretty big difference from a lot of genres where you the, the fun yeah. is pretty immediately there when you're like oh i ran around a soldier sprint makes me run i got a little self-heal and you're shooting people and <gasps> when it headshots it goes a little ding it's a high-pitched noise that means like oh, i did yeah, something yes. even better now and then every few yeah. minutes i get an ult and i go oh firing main yeah. cannon <laughs> like my, it's a very it's a very different this, gameplay experience yes it is and i think i think my thing with this is in in a game like overwatch like yes I think it gets to just the fact that, like, people aren't very good at talking about things, especially things that they think are fun and things they think are not fun. Um, and, and that's just, like, people have fun playing Overwatch when they're doing bad. Yeah, and it's relatable to them because they have experience playing shooters and stuff. Uh, and all of these concepts are not new to them, and it feels good to hit a cooldown that looks cool. But then, like, when people play fighting games, and this is this is my my fixation on this and why I get so heated about this topic, is that people will then play a fighting game and say, 
this is impossible. This is how this works. It sucks. You need to spend 47 hours in training mode to do anything. It's so impossible to play. You need to have a rocket science degree. And then they just like fuck off and never touch it again. And then that becomes how people view these games when like it is not actually the truth. And like, even though people say shit about Overwatch, like people will be in chat and they'll be like, Oh, when you play, when you play Moira, you need to actually do a 360 wall bounce from her, her, you know, orb in order to get exactly, you know, you have to get exactly 360 DPS in order to kill. Like people will say shit about video games is just wrong and doesn't make sense, but it doesn't affect some of those games because people are still going to just pick up Overwatch and be like, haha, shooty, bang, bang, fun. Haha, I pressed a cooldown. But it hurts fighting games and it hurts the community. <laughs> fighting games are not huge main scale games. Street Fighter 6 sold 2 million units and that was huge. That is like one of the best selling video games, uh, fighting games of all time. That is insane. That is a small number yeah. of game of people. That's like a skill issue. And when people, <laughs> when people buy, like do this, they will look online and they see Scrublord nine thousand posting on Reddit like this game is infested with cheaters. People always attack me the second I jump. I don't understand how everyone has all these combos. You need to be a sweaty no lifer in order to do anything. And then like that's what, <laughs> like I tell I tell people. Yeah, I play Street Fighter and they're like, oh, man, I could never you need to invest so much time in that. That's crazy. Like you must know life this game. And I'm like, I play once a week. <laughs> I play I play Street Fighter once a week on stream. There is a record of my first match in Street Fighter six and my most recent match. You can literally watch my entire process of getting good at this game. And when I started Street Fighter six, I did not know how to play Street Fighter six. I do not play footsie-based, neutral-ass fighting games. I play anime fighters like Strive, where, sure, I can play footsies if I want to, or I can just jump and air dash and immediately do a crazy 17-hit combo intuitively just by pushing the buttons in the order that they're laid out on my controller. Like, I, I, when I the, people have this perception that you must inherently be good at these things in order to get better at them. And yeah, I have tons of fighting game experience. I've been playing fighting games for 20 years. Of course, my experience is going to be better than Bird, who didn't know how to block or jump prior to starting. But, uh, and this is sort of the, the seal to this whole metaphor, oftentimes I think when people go to play fighting games, they go, why can't I? It's like sitting down at a chessboard and being like, what do you mean it's not like checkers? It's like, yeah, because it's, it's, it's chess. It's yeah. chess. You have to play chess in order to play the fighting game. They're like, well, why can't my knight just like go diagonal over here? I'm going to try doing that in this turn. And then it's like, it it doesn't work like that. You you just, you, the knight moves in like a little L shape. It's like a seven. You like move it in the shape of a seven. And then they're like, this is impossible. This is so, you're beating me. This is, this sucks. And it's like, chess has been played for 3,000 years. Like people... People like this game. It is the fun is there. You just have to learn how to play it. And like, yes, it is hard to get into because there are not always great resources in the games that teach you concepts like building a mental stack or getting a foundation. But also, wait, like, chess is a mental stack as well. 
Oh yeah, yeah chess is course. all about figuring out like how oh, many moves same, yeah, ahead the same your principle. opponent is. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Colonels, I'm explaining fighting against a colonel, and he understands it now. This is exciting. Yeah, I get him. Main raider doesn't get anything. Next, next, you'll, next, you'll bring him in. I'm, uh, and but like that's what I'm saying is that like yes I so when people say like fighting games are hard brother I believe you I've been playing fighting games for 20 years I am bad at them and I think that they're the hardest games I've ever played in my life at a high level uh, because they're really taxing and there aren't simple solutions when you're playing in a tournament and there's like a million different things to balance that's all true that's what makes them fun but the thing is is that the perception of them comes from approaching them i think and I, I don't think that people are doing it on purpose but i think that it is something that happens people approach fighting games in profoundly bad faith people um. will jump into them and be like why can't i do this why isn't it like this the this bad is faith. bad yeah. it must be bad this is frustrating there's no way to learn and i'll be like all right well like here's how you learn just focus on like these two buttons and they'll be like this this sucks. This isn't. I'm losing. I don't understand. It's, it's this the, game I sucks. Don't, I don't like country or rap of of video games. Yes, exactly. What? And it's like, well, wow. and uh, I think that that's sense. true. It makes perfect uh, I, I sense. <laughs> You're just in it's, this picture and you don't like not. it. Country don't is not a genre of music. It's noise <laughs> that animals make. Like He's I'm not gonna argue. About well, that. I can't it's believe done. that this it's might be it. characterized as bad faith. It's not bad faith. I. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Is that like it's just it is one of those things where, and and it it bums me out because people. And again, I'm not. It's not the end of the world. There are bigger issues than this. But like, it truly sucks that like, fighting games are my favorite thing on the planet. I like nothing more than playing fighting games with my friends. This is the first group of actual friends I've had in over a decade that I've been able to play fighting games with and have a good time and joke around and have a few beers on stream and play fighting games with them because every single time I try to introduce them to my friends, they play two matches and go, this is too hard. It's impossible. Everyone was right. Fighting games are the hardest games ever. And I'm like, bro, I just played... I played 400 hours of Overwatch with you all. I'm not saying you all. I'm saying, like, theoretically, like, motherfucker, I played Call of Duty just to spend time with you, and you won't even give me... You won't even give me a day on fighting games because you think you need to be a sweaty no-lifer. You need to be Sonic Fox in order to pick them up. Like, Imagine playing Call of Duty. Come on, dudes. You know? Like, come on. I'm just trying to have a good time. Uh, And so, like, Here's where I should mention that our Discord is hosting a Street Fighter VI tournament Saturday, August 5th at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific. You stole what I was going to say, you motherfucker. I was building into it. Uh, (laughs) Wait, why does it say say 11 a.m. on the top of it, but the description says 8 p.m. CEST? Isn't that central? Because it's CEST. Central European. Oh, okay. European. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that shouldn't that should be like two hours what, what, apart, not like twelve. Hours. What's, What's the uh, CESD? The world I, doesn't revolve around Americans. American. I was trying to have your back. I was trying to increase fighting game <laughs> saturation. I didn't know you had a yes. end goal. <laughs> I was. It's okay. I appreciate it. All I was. I didn't even know you knew like, about that tournament. I didn't know if you organized it or if, yeah, like Mona did. I, me, Mona, and Joe have been organizing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I noticed it earlier the, my today. Whole point, my whole point is people should be uh, giving them a try and approaching them in good faith. And like, 
yeah, it's going to be hard. You're going to start the game and not know what buttons do, and you're going to feel stiff, and you're going to feel uncomfortable, and you're going to hate your controller, and that's true. But think about it this way. That's how I felt when I played Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> like, like these games are not impossible to play. People play them. Everyone starts at zero. No one was born good at Street Fighter. Uh, you just have to learn how to play them. No one is born good at chess. You got to learn the rules. And the best way to learn the rules is to play and ask questions and have a good time and fool around and just like pick a character whose feet you like and then look at their toes when they kick people. That's what Bird did. <laughs> like, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun just experience. Him. Uh, he's he played play that. I'm seeing this yeah. as a personal challenge, not one that I will actually uh, participate in or you know earn the outcome of but it's my entire audience versus toaster join my discord defeat toaster and street fighter 6 do not let him win the tournament <laughs> at all costs well to be fair, also you to can go fair, to youtube.com slash toasted ringtail to watch his ranked series and see somebody do the thing he just said where it's his entire yeah. journey with uh learning street fighter 6 is on that or some it is. it's or some percentage of it so far is on it and the rest is scheduled and he does it on twitch Yes. I Introductions. Do Twitch, Hi, I'm Keith. Bots. That's Toaster that's been talking. The person who talked about Overwatch Hi, for a long time was Colonel RPG. You can find him on Colonel RPG. And then Andrew's also here. Hi, Andrew. But not my Overwatch in Colonel RPG. Ah, <laughs> people talking to me? Why? I, 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 I tried. I was trying to pivot to the introductions in like the first like two minutes of the podcast, and then it, I just lost all control. <laughs> I couldn't. I could not write the train. <laughs> Keith, you oh, must let yeah. the train ride you. It's what I on what? my AD Hello? maybe like we're, this is a a family podcast. It's not. It's this adults. This channel's made for adults, but not that adult. Like, yeah. No, no one I'm needs to know about what I'm doing here. with trains. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, just to my question about is it stressing to or is it exhausting to play the game the whole afternoon. It is. is because I think there is a, a certain amount of designed um, passivity, I suppose. It's, it's kind of complicated uh, mm -hmm. because it depends on your skill level, I suppose. But it also depends on, you know, what you want out of a shooter. There's a, yeah. It's easier for a shooter game to be comforting and relaxing than... Yes. Than for, I, I imagine, than I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that sort oh, of... Yeah. That sort of difference is the difference I noticed as an example in um, Elden Ring between some bosses where I was just going through the motions that I knew and like my my dodge mm -hmm. timings and my weapon timings. I, I enjoy that quite a lot, but it's sort of a brainless sort of um, going through the motions kind of thing or my mental stack is not very challenged. Maybe the yeah, maybe yeah. the whole mental stack is where it's all at in terms of just how stressful something is. I feel like I just un I like I like gave gave uh Colonel the Matrix pill and now he's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm seeing I'm seeing through the code. I understand video games now. Yeah. It's, yeah. You mean what do you mean it's always been mental stack? Always has been. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's, it's truly no, you'll, it's, you'll it is. Quickly that's a game learn. design concept. You'll quickly learn how other people approach video games and whether or not they're and you'll and how much people even take things seriously versus just like hanging out. Uh yeah, because like, yeah, video games have a will often have a this is the serious boys button and this is the relaxing button. But that doesn't mean people press them that way. So like 
like it's very informative to hang out with new people and, and see how they approach these things like i started playing overwatch with jericho the developer of remember the flowers and he and he was like oh this new life weaver character this guy seems neat i'm gonna try learning what life weaver we're just gonna have a, a hangout chill overwatch session where i practice life weaver i'm like all right let's do that and then Jericho put us in ranked. <laughs> Jericho oh. put us in comp and is learning Life Weaver and has exclusively, in I think, comp. played Life Weaver in comp while not knowing how to play Life Weaver and just hops right in. <laughs> I definitely I've, see a lot of I watched his that. entire arc of him like blowing Life Weaver's uh, life grip on cooldown at whoever's happening to stand in front of him at the time, including the tank. Just every single time it comes up, like it's a QTE, <laughs> and then increasingly pissing people off, and then just yelling back at the people that that yell at him, <laughs> and then just playing ranked <laughs> and just be like, "Fuck it, who cares?" And I'm like, "This is very different from I, how I approach this game." <laughs> I see a lot of people do that <laughs> in my games, <laughs> but yeah, I don't regret uh, quitting Overwatch. This sounds like <laughs> only a great des design decision. I agree. I, I my life has been significantly better since I stopped playing. Uh, for me, today I, I play. Yeah, I don't particularly uh, have much of a hate for fighting games. It's just that the I I personally do not get reward from winning uh, fighting games <laughs> like matches <laughs> alone. It's not something that brings me joy, so to speak. Uh, yeah, but I'm I struggling. also don't get any joy. I don't get any joy out of most competitive gate-based games anyways. Um, I mostly just enjoy... I genuinely just enjoy playing video games, but not... The moment things start getting serious, then I start dramatically losing fun in it. Where, like, I'm One just the... thinking about, like, okay, why do I care this much about a game? Is it actually important? No. Why am I investing time in being good at this game when it's not important? Why don't I just go yeah. and play planet zoo instead and just smile all day like it, i was gonna it just, say like, that's this the thing. like, like <laughs> it's funny because you get this reputation as being like the competitive guy in like in videos and comments people are like andrew's the the overwatch two no lifer in the group like yada yada <laughs> but then like people don't realize if if they watch you're like most of your streams are you being like Man, Planet Zoo is so relaxing, so much fun. Oh, that's a good time. <laughs> like, like your your Kirby playthrough is just like is just like this is really colorful and nice. I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's just it's funny right. that you have this reputation as being the competitive gamer. It's because he's but yelling. You hate competitive games. <laughs> yeah. he, he sounds you, like the, like the gamer boy because he's yelling <laughs> I, the entire I, I, time. <laughs> yeah. I do get mad because competitive games turn into a thing of like, okay, now it's a skill check. Now I need to be every competitive based skill game is your fault when you lose. No matter if it's team based, no matter if it's solo, it's all your fault. You're bad at it. You don't know what you're doing. You need That's to what get they good. Tell you. you need to invest time. No, no, it is. You're not losing a competitive match of, of Street Fighter because like someone oh, else. Oh, Street is. Fighter. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, or I no, anything. Street around. Fighter, Counter Strike. Doesn't matter what you're losing. No, you're not, not losing Overwatch. Because someone else is like, oh, they they know all the secrets or whatever. It's because you suck. You are awful at it, nah. and you need to get way better if you want to win these matches. And that's fine. That's totally fine. That's how most competitive-based anything works. You show up, there are people who have dedicated too much time to it and are good at the game. And if you want to beat them, 
you're not just going to show up and do it. You're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to need to know how to play the game, get good at it, invest the time, and then at the end, have the reward of beating them, if that's so much as what you want. I don't want that. I care very little about beating somebody who's good at a game. And I care very little about being good at a game. I just want to smile the whole time I'm playing a game. That's it. That's my only goal. <laughs> and like, like when we were playing Street Fighter, I don't mind playing Street Fighter because we're sitting, like Toaster said, we're just sitting there having a good time playing with each other, whatever. And even if I'm losing, I'm frustrated because I know I'm, I'm bad at the game. But as I am playing, I'm still learning. I'm getting better at it. Things like that. And then when we, like, yeah. after we had finished doing our little fights, we were, I just did competitive for a round. We had fun doing that. And then as soon as they left, as soon as Keith and Bird left, I stopped playing. Because I don't <laughs> care. I don't care at all about Street Fighter, like, being the best at Street Fighter. I don't care about growing my rank. I just have fun hanging out and playing the game. And a, a competitive fighting game isn't all about being the best right you can just sit there yeah like, so you just pull it up and play for 30 minutes and practice in an arena but i'm sitting there hanging out with my friends while i do that and that's what's fun about street fighter to me um and that's why i like other games too like by playing kirby i could just sit there and hang out and talk to stream because it's not i'm not sitting there having to use every tiny millimeter left of what little brain cells i have to try and be good at a game while also being entertaining while also trying to like i could just sit there and be like isn't this fun guys i don't know yeah it, exactly it, it, i love that it, it, there's a lot of it. a lot of competitive games are like that where um you're not you know your enjoyment is not dependent on how well you're doing and i think overwatch can be like that i uh, like i, I every I, once I in a while there's games it. No, I it's it's, it's really Overwatch. on the that's other spectrum. I have to leave. <laughs> it's it's that's definitely how, on the that's other. That's how Overwatch is to me all the time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go. See, I I, think... I I lost that like a while ago, and I if and if I don't have that spark, it just turns into like my job. It's like I wake up, I go sit down and do a thing, and the whole time I'm doing, it, I'm going like, well, maybe at the end I'll get to play something fun. Maybe at the maybe I'll get some kind of joy if we win, and then we win, and I'm like, I wasn't. Maybe happy. doesn't. No. Maybe next yeah. time we win, I'll be happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think uh, quick. I've been playing quick play mostly because I'm trying to hang on to the fun of just playing, uh, and not, you know, not it being dependent on winning or losing. And I, I I see that every once in a while, but it's it's not very common. But I I, I think I compare the way you're describing. Uh, fighting games and that in fighting games to the way i see that in racing games because yeah. well it depends as well on who you're racing but like you're not you're not going to beat max verstappen or lewis hamilton at, at racing game you're not going to you know you might be very good but even if you were very good you're still not going to beat the best racers in the world so yeah. if the games were about becoming better everybody would have a bad time or or just not be enjoying but people have so much fun even like new uh, in in and I'm saying racing games but in real life racing as well but in the most basic starter like racing because the side by side action of cars and stuff like that's that's the appeal and I, and yeah i th i think the moment to moment is where it's always at and i love that in um I love the the way you're describing the your experience in in uh, in Street Fighter, it, or I suppose fighting games. But yeah, the the whole getting better and getting enjoyment out of getting better, I think, relies exclusively upon 
you in, you really enjoy the the moment moment. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And like don't get me wrong, I don't think fighting games are for everyone. I don't think any competitive game is for everyone. Like that's sort of the beauty of like a competitive game is that like yeah. all right, like there's a different variation of these games for every single person. I like fighting games because like I can understand them on paper. I can play a match of Street Fighter with a notebook. Like I, I un if, if I just pass it back and forth between people, like I could do that very easily because like I understand the thought process and it's very fun for me to play through that. But if you ask me to play competitive Pokemon, like I'd be like, no thanks. I I I think it's interesting. I understand it. I I've watched plenty of competitive Pokemon in my life. In fact, I think it's a really beautifully designed competitive game. Uh but I don't like playing it. I'm not interested. It's whatever. I don't like Pokemon. Who cares? <laughs> like, you know, same with uh, Overwatch. Yeah. I think Overwatch at really high level is incredibly impressive. And I think that the way that the characters bounce off of each other and the way that teams work together is amazing. Like all of my criticism of other competitive games does not come from a place of me wanting to be like fighting games are better than them. People should play them. It's not that. I, in fact, I actually have a very huge respect for competitive games. I might even be the person in this room that cares the most about and likes just the concept of esports more than anyone else here. Like, I oh, yeah. love yeah. competitive games. I think that they're very cool, and I want there to be an environment for them. I've literally uh, never though, watched any tournament to its entirety. I, 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 whenever, I watch, I, whenever I start watching any kind of esports match, I usually don't finish the match. Yeah, I oh, don't really? play I don't play Dota or League, but I watch Worlds and the International every year. I mean, esports is ultimately it is sports. And I don't yeah. I don't like watching sports. Yeah. It's just other people. Yeah, I, like I'll watch a specific so personality that's really super good at one specific character and like watch their like guides or see the particular way they play a match. Like I like watching Yeetle play ball and being like, "Oh, it's really interesting seeing what that character can actually do and potentially wanting to learn like like kind of like fantasizing about being able to like pull off stuff like that and like yeah and experiencing what that character is up to but like just high level play of people going off and just a bunch of nameless people fighting other nameless people going at each other and i'm like i'm not in this match <laughs> my friends aren't in this match it's like watching streamers I, yeah, I'm like, I don't care about this at all <laughs> literally don't care i i i like to watch scenes of really interesting uh really interesting matches i guess like it, i i have watched yeah. a lot of smash brother fights but only because i knew that there was something crazy happening in it but without that idea i am not i was never invested enough even though like i played smash religiously every day it was still just yeah but i don't care what they're doing that doesn't equate to me well i mean one no one played bowser jr but two the yeah it just it watching someone else be really good at a game is only good if i'm trying to learn from what they're doing but if yeah. not yeah. i don't see the value in it for me personally but that's how i approach all sports like i'm not going to watch football because i'm not playing football i don't care about watching someone else play a game i'm not going to play <laughs> so like yeah, i treat it more yeah. as a learning experience than i do as like a i'm rooting rather, for these guys i'd rather play soccer than watch soccer yeah 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 that's that's the mindset i have too I think for, I, for me, yeah. a lot of it is just an appreciation of even just the concept of high level play. Like, I just I find it so I find knowledge and execution and like the ability to understand and do cool things in a video game 
and like stress your mental stack and like do like explore that design space that every single competitive game uniquely offers. I just find it truly the only word I can think of is beautiful. Like I love how we have that now. And I mean, we've had it since the start of video gaming, but like, I mean, in a really structured way. And I think that's why I watch so much esports. It's just cause it's like, I don't give a shit about Dota or league, but like, it's fucking cool to see people and like, see how, that game looks at high level because it's like one of the purest expressions of what that game is. And I just, I love that. I want to see more of that always. I, I think that's I also started, why I don't, Oh, go on. Sorry. I was going to say uh, my, my own experience, but please finish. Sorry. I was just going to say, that's the reason why I don't really watch a lot of streamers uh, play. And when I say streamers, I, I don't mean like high level streamers. I mean, like I, when I'm bored, I don't go on Twitch just to watch like, joe no name play you know uh bronze rank overwatch like that's not interesting <laughs> to me because it's not there's nothing neat about that like i don't care i'm not gonna watch a, a an iron player play street fighter in my spare time am i gonna go to a tournament and like watch a tournament uh set of pools fuck yeah i will like because i want to see what rises to the top and what it looks like and what good street fighter looks like uh you know yeah. that, that's all i'm saying and that makes sense. That totally makes I, sense why you would want to do that. Because I would, I did that for Overwatch too. Like I, I liked watching people and seeing what high level Overwatch play is because I won't get there. I know I'm not <laughs> going to be in the top 500, so I would like. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like seriously, it is. It's like you play a game a lot and you know the mechanics, you know everything about it, but you know you just don't have the skill to be at the literal one percent. So I want to yeah. see what people doing at the one percent are doing when they play this game that I know intimately because it's very fun. You get to sit there and watch like, oh my god, I think this guy's going to try an alt from like the sky, and you know, like you get to have those moments of like being excited and hyped with a player doing something that you you. You totally get it you have the bird's eye view you go like oh god yes. that that mercy's sitting there she has no fucking idea she's gonna get destroyed and you just like watch it that's fun but i i that that's where the fun ends though right is like you need to be for me i need to be intimately aware of the game and that is how i would get the joy out of it but if like yeah 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 so i, I get that i, I totally get it i would do the same I, thing i think a good commentator team makes up for yes. not knowing the the game um uh, and um, obviously that's I, the same for any sports but for esports in particular yeah. uh like if you as long as you're okay with 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 sort of not knowing the specifics of what's going on like you don't need to know all the details that uh, everybody else I, knows already but if you can enjoy i would say that I would say that depends on the game, though. Some like Overwatch is a yeah. game that is almost nearly impossible to commentate on without someone yeah. having intimate <laughs> knowledge, because you're just sitting there like, no, 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 the, no I'm uh, saying... the re the the Reaper's going to commentator. Oh, okay, so he's going to take like high end because he's going to be able to jump down and do an alt, and the alt has an AOE bubble, so it's going to be able to grab the entire team. Like, it's so hard to try and like a fighting game is Make easy, up right? That. A fighting yeah, game yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. A fighting game is literally just two two characters versing one another, doing moves at a set amount of speed. You can you <laughs> yeah. can do much more uh, manageable commentation on that rather than like I think twelve characters. What's it's ridiculous? <laughs> the commentators that have, absolutely have to be on top of their game. Uh, that's well, that's always yeah. going to be the case. But, uh, my first but ES still... esports experience yeah. was uh, StarCraft Two. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, no, sorry, StarCraft One. Uh, that just been a while, uh, but StarCraft Two was out already, and I saw um, 
I don't remember. It was just a random game, and uh, it was a pretty good game. Terrans versus Zergs, uh, so the best at the time, best Zerg player in the world. And I, I like, I, I was, I was just curious to, to hear, what do you mean, the best Zerg player in the world? I, I, I'm new. I'm a baby esports viewer. I don't know any of this. Uh, so I looked it up and I saw a match on YouTube, forty-five minutes, and it got me, it kept me hooked for the whole forty-five minutes because the commentators were were really good and explained like at least the the basic um possibilities of the match and the fun thing about i think i probably dota is kind of similar in that regard and overwatch is on the other side but the fun thing about starcraft is that there's a lot of slow paced macro um movement that the commentators can just muse on for a couple of minutes before it actually comes to fruition and it's really fun to watch as a viewer if you enjoy that sort of build up and I think that's the same thing yeah. you see in, in a lot of real life sports as well. The problem with Overwatch yeah, is it's kind of the opposite. You is, can't uh, see it in Overwatch because Overwatch yeah, yeah. has too many characters and too many places and, and doing so fast. too many things. Yeah, it was very it. funny to watch to watch Overwatch League because you just sit there the whole time. And you're like, man, I know what's going on, and this guy makes oh, no yeah. sense. I can't imagine Overwatch. what a regular person's thinking. Just like, wow, <laughs> pretty colors, a lot of sound. <laughs> like Overwatch League, I think was I don't I think it is. So Overwatch League is a different thing from the World Cup, right? Yes, uh, okay. absolutely. It, it, so yeah. I've watched a few Overwatch League games, and all of them that I watched, and maybe because of algorithmic boosting and all that, all of them I had a blast. It was just incredible. Um, really fun matches to watch because every player was, is at the top of their game, and the commentators were really good as well. Uh, the World Cup, on the other hand, I did not have the same uh, experience because the, the whole... The, premise of having players divided by countries means the teams are kind of uneven a lot of the time um, and it's not that they're bad it's just that it's just a lot of a lot of it is is very one-sided and and it's not as fun it's still kind of fun but i i didn't watch very much watching watching uh like even replays like uh imong does a lot is uh, commentate on on like bronze or silver replays i don't watch those that kind of videos because that's what I play. I, it just frustrates me when I play. It frustrates me when I watch Simon commentating on it. It's just like, yeah, that Anna is letting her tank die in front of her and trying to kill the, the Genji who's distracting her. Yes, that I know. I see that happen as well. That's why I don't play tank. I, even though I love tank, tank is amazing. But it's just, yeah, it's. Uh, I think the the problem with Overwatch in particular is is that it's very fast. But the, 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 I think I, I really like the slow buildup of StarCraft and and uh, and sim racing as well. Like the, in, in, in racing is a lot of the slow buildup. There's a lot of dead time. I enjoy that. And uh, in esports, it's just more of that. It doesn't have to be physical sports to to be that. But obviously, I'm I'm not saying it's every person has their own preferences. Is what I'm saying. I'm not arguing for like, everybody uh... to love esports. I will say I do like watching speedruns. Speedruns are kind of fun. Uh, I there love speedruns. I also don't like watching speedruns. <laughs> I like watching I, I, the videos that explain the history yes. of the speedruns for a game. I like yes, that I do like those. I do I not like, like watching a speedrun. <laughs> now, speedrun, again, is similar to watching esports, where it's only, f I, for me, it's only fun when I'm watching a game I know. Because then I'm watching yes. someone play a game that I am intimately familiar with in a way that is wholly alien and robotic almost. 
where someone's just like, I'm going to hug this wall for three seconds and then do a backflip. I'm like, why the fuck would you? And then they're just gone. They just teleport into another part of the game. You're like, what? What, <laughs> what happened to that guy? <laughs> like, it just It's a lot of fun to watch the way that some people approach a game because it's so uh, it's almost mathematical the way that they need to do specific actions and do and like go to specific places in specific I should, times. But I should remind you, uh, though, and remind the viewers that speedruns have no glitch categories. If you don't enjoy the glitches, don't let sure. that distract you from, from yeah, speed, you can, speed yeah. runs because maybe you're going to you like speed it. speed run in any way. You can speed run any yeah. percent, or no percent. You can do it glitches, glitch free. You could do it with tool it's assist, without tool assist. There's like a yeah. million categories. But the important thing is that, again, it, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun when you have that intimate knowledge and you can yeah. see, uh, you can like feel a part of something because you have that knowledge. So when you see someone doing something, you're like, oh, that's cool. And I know why, you know, like, I know where he's going. I know what he's doing. I know what, like, the the goal is here, right? He's trying to skip this boss. I hate that boss. That boss would take a long time to beat. Like, you feel, you can feel like the, it's not, someone's not just running through a game because they, uh, because they feel obligated to. They're doing it because they really genuinely enjoy the game. And they want to be so yeah. good at this game that they, like, are want to optimize it. It's, it's fun. It's a lot of, it's a lot of craziness but yeah i am I with love Keith, though, for that, that reason it's there yeah. it's just such a it's a space where like people are genuinely enthusiastic about stuff if only and i think the <laughs> fact the, the the sort of policing required uh, of speed runs and the fact that it takes investment time in time investment to police and just enjoy other speed runners means yeah. the communities tend to be very healthy yeah. Uh, because it's not it's not like there are tools to detect if a speed run speed run is faked but i if like if from my outside perspective of watching speed runs i i get the impression that it's everybody's very chill a lot of the time even if they're super sweaty all <laughs> while they're trying it although not all games are like that like there are some games that you need to be super sweaty to do a speed run a speed run uh, and there's other games that are just like brute force attempts. And it's just like, I have a 0.01% yeah, yeah. chance that this playthrough is going to succeed. But if I pass through the five minute mark, then I have a 33% chance. So let's go. Probably next by next week, I'm done. <laughs> and it's like, uh, there's a lot of games like that, including Dark Souls. Yeah. For uh, uh, Dark Souls 1 in particular. I think there's, there's I... a, a, common, a common strategy of getting a silver sword or silver knight kind of sword from the dark root basin that only spawns mm -hmm. like five five percent and that's where the tool assist comes in because there are tools that tell you when you start the game if in the case of dark souls if that dark uh silver knight has that sword or he's gonna spawn that sword and so you know obviously you have a an enormous advantage in not having to go through the grind of rng brute forcing of, of two, like it takes 20 minutes to get to that part of the game anyway so it's like it's very time consuming yeah I, I just think speedruns are a very interesting, like the, the one of the things that I, I really like about high level play is that it often reveals that the way people think about video games is not actually representative of what those games are. Uh, and speedruns are a really great example of this. And I don't even mean in terms <laughs> Classic of Classic Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I, I don't even mean this <laughs> in terms of glitches. I, I just mean this in terms of like. There, there will be people, uh, Soul, Souls is honestly a wonderful example, where people are like, oh man, like Souls is so hard, like this boss attacks you, and, and if you hit a button at, at any time, you, they'll just immediately get four hits on you, and there's nothing you can do, and you have no time to beat it, 
And then the you watch a speedrun, and the speedrunner explains their strategy, and they're like, this boss attacks, and every single attack takes seven seconds. So if they miss this attack, you can hit them exactly six times because you have seven seconds to react. Here's me doing this perfectly. It is reliable and consistent, and there is no <laughs> trick to it. This is literally just objectively how this works. And like, I just, I love yeah. that sort, sort, sort of, uh, the not objectivity, but the, uh, the concrete tangible nature, uh, required to understand these games at, um, in order to play them at this level, because it also can, uh, teach strategies and teach the right mindset with which to approach games. Even if you're not speed running, like I have learned m more about video games, uh, and more about how to play video games from like super high level competitive streams, even for games. I I'm not good at like, even for games I don't play, um, then I have playing those games in a lot of cases. And like, again souls is like a great example like it can be really easy to get overwhelmed in these games and buy into the perception that they're like they're so hard they're impossible you just die in one hit and then like i watch a speed run of someone playing at soul level one with no stats and not wearing any equipment and then they're like yeah actually there isn't a single attack in the game uh that can kill you in one hit they just it just doesn't exist there isn't one so you don't need to worry about that You'll always get two hits at least. And it's like, oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. It, <laughs> like it's funny it because changes that, my perception of the game. <laughs> it's funny because that perception of Dark Souls has affected Dark Soul clones. Yes. And it, obviously yeah. it works more for crappy Dark Soul clones. And I can't speak as a yes from my personal experience much because I haven't played many of them. But it feels to me like a lot of Dark Soul clones are just like very, very punishing on the health department. Whereas Dark Souls isn't, although later Dark Souls start to be a little bit, but the first the first Dark Souls in particular isn't, and certainly not Demon Souls, I think. Yeah, just look at the I health mean, like, bar; it doesn't go down. <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly the the amount of of instant kill attacks in Souls. I was using that as an example, but like, it, yeah, yeah, it's. I, I think there might be a, a few very fringe cases, but the the big thing I think about is just like people perceive games far more hyperbolically than those games actually are. Uh, and I was talking to Bird about this when he was asking me about Street Fighter, because he was like, it just, it seems like it's moving so fast. And I was like, yeah, as you get more experience and as you play the game, you'll realize that it's not as fast as it seems. Like things will go more slowly the more you play because you have more knowledge and you can actually analyze what's happening. And I just, I really respect what that, what high level play does for the understanding of a game, even at a low level, because it, it just helps to correct misconceptions, I think about games. And it can definitely create misconceptions too, when uninformed audiences are watching really high level players do stuff. But for the most part, like I think that there's there's always so much fun watching a game and having people be like, oh, yeah, like it's so impossible. It's it's just there's you have to be it's so good in order to do it. And then like, actually, it was just a knowledge check and you just needed to know this one mechanic. And it's not actually that complex. It's just 
it is what it is. And granted, uh, games can be very bad at communicating those things. So it doesn't mean that those people are wrong for having that hyperbolic feeling. I'm sure there's thousands of things in our fear and hunger playthrough that we either just missed or like didn't get right that we were just wrong about. Like that's that's a no brainer. Uh, But. The question then becomes, how do you bridge and onboard people into that high level play mindset in order to and how do you teach them that as they're playing? Um, and that's where I think like competitive games really shine is like when they're able to actually teach people how to play at that high level, you get a really interesting, really healthy and intelligent community behind them, um, compared to like, you know, whatever random games are out there. Uh, and I'm not even talking about optimization. I'm talking about just like people un- like people who play Tekken know Tekken like they're they understand it. So when you say like Eddie Gordo is the best character, you can you can break dance on you and kill you. And then like a high level player is like, actually, Eddie Gordo is like a super low tier character who doesn't do enough damage and is really easily checked. Like there is one. It's not a matter of opinion. There's just one of those people in that group that is kind of wrong, but they're only wrong because their perception and their level of play is so low that they don't see the game for what it actually is. Eddie Gordo. He is a torture character when you're just trying to experience the game. Yes, he just, he this is. breakdancing nightmare. Eddie Gordo and Gone are terrifying in Tekken 3 <laughs> when you're just like, I picked up a game off the shelf. I'm going to play it now. That guy's a, a Beyblade. <laughs> what the fuck? What is he doing? Yeah. I played, I, a lot uh, of, I played a lot of Eddie Gordo. People hated it. I played a lot of Eddie Gordo as well. <laughs> That was basically my whole Tekken 3. But I mostly played a whole one. Eddie's cool. He's a cool it. character. He didn't know what I was cool doing. Because I had no fundamentals. Never built yep. them. Never built them. That's all you got to do. If you, if you ever want to get fighting games to try, build your fundamentals. Don't worry about doing 27 hit combos that look cool and end in super. Learn what your pokes are. Learn your anti-air. And then no once everyone's mastered fighting games, we're all going to pivot to Cloud Cuckoo Country's territory because again, we'll please him next. He's always complaining that no one, everyone is so afraid of RTSs and will never onboard the RTSs. Nope. So we're all going to get really into RTSs nope. together next. Nope. You guys ready for nope. this next nope. step? I can't I, wait to I, be I, really I good at Age of Empires. I I've had my entire high school life doing <laughs> RTSs. I will not go back. I am. Let's done do it. Now. Age of Empires 2. Let's go. I have had I StarCraft played. 1 installed on my computer for 20 years and I have never played it. Let's ha- let's all really let's all develop complicated game. emotional opinions so about British units. <laughs> you should definitely play StarCraft 1. Like uh, the the you don't even need to learn the fundamentals. That's the fun part. Like you can just My first RTS experience actually it might have been Age of Empires 2, but I have distinct memories of playing split screen StarCraft with the expansion pack on the Nintendo 64 a lot. And you definitely don't have any kind of fundamentals. You are just like playing incredibly slowly and just building up a base <laughs> and steamrolling because you can barely control the game. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe there, there's probably people who could control the game, but good luck <laughs> like figuring out how to control the game well on a on a 64 controller when you're you're you're, you're experiencing an RTS that's like only like, where you only get like 120 vertical pixels on your fucking split screen <laughs> like, good luck. I wonder I'm gonna put a search term into YouTube right now and I wonder if it's gonna give me any results 
competitive StarCraft 64. I want to see. You're going to find out there's a bustling community right this moment. Big, uh, big name. Yeah, there watching is it on Twitch. StarCraft 64 LAN tournaments. Yes. <laughs> Yo. This is Check out that frame wild. lag. <laughs> it's like being How a Bubsy you... 3D speedrunner. You're just like, why did oh, I do this man. to myself? Why did oh, I do that's this? That's wild. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Enjoy the viewership boost team. from me, megastar YouTuber that mentioned this idea. StarCraft competitive scene. <laughs> StarCraft 64 competitive players. Yeah. Get the biggest spike of playership ever after we mentioned it on a podcast. <laughs> Huge by 3,000 people. <laughs> Oh man! Let's go. Oh, I do kind of want to watch that now. That's unhinged. Uh, <laughs> it's wild. Be, I, it's it's yeah. like watching people compete at Dark Souls with bananas. <laughs> You're like, why are they I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> there are better <laughs> options to do this. I've watched a video about that, or uh, of a person playing. The I, I suppose it's not a video; it's the video, because the banana guy. The banana guy, yeah. Doctor the Banana Man. Dark Souls banana expert. I also can't watch those videos. I can't. I can't. Just like speedruns and and esports, I also can't watch gimmick videos for more than like a few minutes. Like you need to watch like, them at double speed. It's like how it's cool to be. It's like how it's cool to be like, look at this tweet of like a video of that woman who like beat Elden Ring where she was playing one copy of the game with her hands with a controller and another copy of the game with her feet on a DDR pad and beat and had to beat bosses on both versions of the game simultaneously. Like I will watch the Twitter size video of her beating Elden Beast that way. I could never watch the run. <laughs> like I could never deal with that. Like my my just watching people play video games that I don't and where I don't know the people personally, uh, my mind wanders within like a minute. Immediately, I'm like, I don't, I yeah, don't care anymore. I immediately yeah. don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, I will see. Like we sent you videos about Street Fighter, and you're like, I can't watch any of these. I immediately I want to do something else. And I'm like, part of me is like one okay but the other part of me is like <laughs> i need to i'm gonna I, you need to come to my place and i'm gonna you can it's I a genuine struggle you where the, you sent, I, I load up these i've loaded up multiple of these videos and then i'm like yeah immediately i'm like this is the my brain hates watching this i can't do this you just have it's funny because it, andrew and i both have adhd yeah, and you are have worse ADHD than we do. It took, and it we, took, you it just... took like I want. I like folding ideas, but his video on NFTs was long and in a gray room, and it it looked more interesting. It's it, it is now a video I enjoy, and I've re-listened to multiple times, looping through. But the uh, like one, once ADHD once he boy. abandons the cool set like the cool on set location he does for the intro and it becomes just this beige room. It's so hard to pay close attention to while being so technical what? and long form that it took me like three loops through the video to absorb it basically. And now that it's yeah, like a familiar video, now, yeah, now that, now that's like a familiar video, it's like a fun video to rewatch. It's also very funny that like that video 
my retention spikes the moment he starts talking about video games like 40 minutes in or something that's yeah I skip, <laughs> like I out of nowhere i'm like part. oh now I, the subprime mortgage lanes <laughs> the moment he started talking about it in video game terms i'm like oh now i know what's happening <laughs> Always yeah, you definitely part. need to get diagnosed. That is the... Uh, but it's hard. Not, yeah. the, the, the adult society, every time I hear anything about it, adult society doesn't want you to get diagnosed. They, like, fight you when you try. Well, yeah, of course, because they're giving you drugs that would not be good for you if you were not diagnosed. They would be dangerous yes. for you. you know, uh, my, me, my personal, my my personal strategy to getting simple. script writing done this week was that I turn off my monitors on my computer... And I set up my little wireless keyboard for my uh, iPad and I and I turn off all the lights in my room except for my purple light. So it's just like low light and like the only like display available <laughs> is my iPad and using phones and, and iPads and so on is so annoying to me for anything other than just typing that I it's too irritating to like multitask and pivot to something else and get off topic and so i'm just sitting there in a dark room uh, looking at night mode google documents and just typing away at my script and i got a decent amount of work is... done that way which was the equivalent of that of like how i was like wow i got a lot of work done when i was stuck on the plane to and from pax and mff on my scripts <laughs> Like I desperately, like I, I'm a very aware of the fact. That, like I, I need to be isolated and escape from how distracting like social media is and Discord and all yes. these things that are trying to fight for my attention. But I also don't have a house to myself and can't leave the room that that stuff's in to work on stuff because every other room in this building is also more distracting than that. Like if I go downstairs, there are three dogs and two people with computers and a TV. And, and there's a high chance that they are talking on Discord, which makes it impossible for me to think about words on my own. I can only think about the conversation they're having that I'm being forced to listen to. And also the dogs are fucking with me. And like, or if they're running to like, or if they're like listening, they're like playing a game or like uh, watching a movie. That's just my brain. I have, I can't, I have to pay attention to the media that's playing in the room. Like I can't comp yes. compartmentalize. Like I, if somebody, like there's a, there's times like, oh, yeah, you guys keep watching that. I'm just going to go play video games now. And then, like, we'll be watching a show together. And then one of us will just leave to go play video games and start talking with their friends on Discord in the same room. And I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to leave. Like, this is this. You effectively canceled the thing we were watching. You didn't you, you did not, oh, like, no. quietly leave. And then we get to keep going without you. Like, I literally cannot watch the show because you're talking over there and I can hear you. Like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't study in libraries in college because there was always some kind of distraction because there's always somebody talking or doing something in the library close enough that you can, that you can like pick up on it. Like I can't, I can't, I cannot do deal with that. That's, so yeah, you should always, yeah, yeah. if you feel like this at a constant, constant basis, go tell your doctor that and they will try to help you yeah. hopefully not suffer from that problem because that's not I have a lot of unread how mail. Your brain <laughs> I haven't I haven't yeah. met my doctor yet. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you need to literally build a Faraday box in the backyard and yeah. just go put all of cage. your most important things. Yeah, put all no a box. Faraday box. Don't make it a cage because you can see through a cage. <laughs> you need to make cage. it a box. I don't think a Faraday cage is, is hollow. I mean, is a uh, is open. 
It I don't think it could be a cage, no, a cage yeah. implies yeah. that it could be it could be open. <laughs> but a box, a box is something solid all the way through. It needs to be a fucking crate, Faraday crate, and just put all the things that matter to most to you in there. And then that way, when you go in there, you could focus on yeah. the things you need to do. You just need a shed <laughs> with like a chair and a desk in it, and like yeah. maybe a radio. Like <laughs> that's all you need. It's fine. Yeah. Get a bunker for your backyard. A struggle with a lot of uh, of, yeah. uh, of Street Fighter content is that I can't multitask while it's playing. Like I have to just sit there and watch it because, like, because if, if I'm like, oh, I'll, I, I was like, I'm I'm shopping. I'll load up one of Toaster's videos and then I'm like, this is <laughs> without visuals. This doesn't work at all. I have no idea no, what the yeah, fuck yeah. they're saying. Really you have to but watch then, it. But then yeah. after you watch it, I'm like, <sighs> I don't like watching. <laughs> I don't like watching Street Fighter. Like this, I guess maybe like <laughs> on some level, maybe it's just I just don't like Street Fighter much, I guess. But like I, I don't really like watching it. It's not satisfying. I don't like get. There's not there's not like a yeah, it's I not know. like it's it's not like a there's like there's like elements of shooters and well I'm like oh damn look at that what he pulled off but like in Street Fighter I'm like yeah they're they're hitting each other a lot that guy won that it feels a bit like watching a super like a superhero fight where. Uh, in the wor- in the middle slash early eras of superhero movies, the big dumb fight at the end was often like the most boring part of the movie because it was just a bunch of hits that seemingly yeah. didn't matter until suddenly one of them mattered and then I guess the movie he won the fu- movie is over and you're like what the fuck what how, why did that how do you tell the stakes of this fight uh, super like uh, it's not it's obviously not exactly like that because in Street Fighter you literally have a health bar and you see who's winning there's a time kind of going down and, and like health bars and everything but I have so little understanding of what the hits mean and what they're doing moment to moment that like I just I can't follow it and correlate it and like when Toaster or even these videos talk about the overarching concepts of these of, of fighting games I actually follow basically all of that but I cannot connect the things that people are saying to the buttons and visuals of the game in a practical way. Like, I, there's a disconnect there where, like, I, because like I've heard people talk about uh, about fighting games for an eternity, and I've paid complete attention. Like, I understand a decent amount of fighting games, even if I'm bad at like the terminology and stuff. Like, I understand like a lot of what you're going for in these games technically, but I can't turn that into gameplay in any meaningful way and i can't bridge that gap really because i'm not like sitting here being like anti-intellectual about the thing i'm like fighting games whatever it's like i literally played fighting i played doa4 for a year but i played it just intuitively i just played it for fun and i kept and i got better over time and i and i kind of just like you just kind of get trained by successes and failures to behave differently over time uh and i cannot intuitively pick up street fighter and in a way similar to this other to sports and whatnot, it's very difficult for me to watch uh, any kind of Street Fighter footage because, uh, like, like even earlier, like, like it, it can't even hack me with like the personalities I like. Uh, Please stop talking. A pot, which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. They did. They went up. They they went up with like Wooly versus and some other people and did a yeah. Street Fighter tournament. And that that video went up today. I was watching it uh, before this podcast. I quickly lost my ability to follow it. <laughs> like I just, I just, mm-hmm. I can't. It's just not. I I cannot focus on it, and it's not interesting to to focus on when I'm not playing myself. But then when I'm playing myself, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> like I, I cannot 
form a plan. I can't read the inputs or I don't know when the frame is I'm supposed to respond or what or when to press buttons or how like it, it doesn't the, like the, there's not enough connection between me and the game like giving me like clear enough feedback of like how my character works and how they're my my controls are interacting with it it's like why i keep descending into button mashing over and over again like i'm not literally mashing random buttons i'm usually like i try to quarter circle punch and then nothing happens and then i start then i start quarter circle punching faster and faster and i'm just trying to just do it just do it like i'm trying to get it out and then the guy's wailing on me and i'm just trying to like why can't why why did my character never responds it's like it starts to feel like i'm playing like co-op or getting over it with bennett foddy or other games or surgeon simulator which are all games that like from the outside seemed amusing but the moment i my hands were on any of those games i was pissed <laughs> like i was bennett, oh man i was sincerely the getting over it is my zen game i play no. that game when i'm stressed to like, like andrew was there when we were like we fired up bennett foddy as like a laugh like this will be a funny game to hang out with I was done so fast. Like I was so <laughs> immediately wild. pissed at just the 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 separation, like the gap between my intent and the actions of the character were so <laughs> deeply frustrating that I immediately didn't want to touch it anymore. Like it's rep it's repulsive to me that game. And like it's cool. I'll I watch videos about it. I'll watch people hang out and play it and it's like and I'll watch the tragedies of them falling and whatnot. I never want to touch Bennett Foddy again. You have to like it, hold a charity gun to my head and be like, this is for the cancer kids, Keith. You have to play Bennett Foddy now if you ever want me to play Bennett Foddy again. It's just funny because like, but the thing is that you say like there's a gap between your intentionality and what your character's doing and stuff like that. But like, I actually think that that game has a, it, part of the reason why it feels weird is because it has such a high amount of control fidelity. And like once you just understand how to control your character, it actually becomes really easy and it's really relaxing. And like that's kind of also part of the message of the game. So now like I played Bennett Foddy. I think my first run took me like an hour or two to get through the whole game. Now I can Holy beat crap. it in like three minutes. Like it's just it's you so all, all relaxing. Cursed. <laughs> I I took four hours to get to like halfway and i thought i was i was closed no i was not yeah. <laughs> my, my carpal tunnel gave up and i was like oh, okay. yeah i have that game on my phone because i sometimes just like if i'm having like a stressful day and i'm like in the car i will just play it i'll just play it on my phone i didn't even know like, it was I, on I find phones. that game so centering because like the whole point of it is like you'll lose progress but it's okay just enjoy just enjoy it you liked playing the game, so now you get to play the game again. It's nice. <laughs> Trash is meaningful. And then I'm like, oh, wow, this, like, calms my heart and makes me feel so at peace with the world. Like, that game truly, like, quells my existential horror at being a person. I love it, it so a, much. <laughs> it has a downside, though, which is the narration, which is I found so, so pretentious. It's just <laughs> so over the top, like, no. It is over the top. It's very maximalist. I really, it is, this is perhaps the one super maximalist game that I really like. It's just because it's like, oh, he is right. I did fall all the way down, but that means that I can experience the joy of climbing all the way up again. It's just so, I, it speaks directly to my soul. I love it so much.
I think if you asked me what my top 10 video games were of all time, getting over it with Bennett Foddy would be on that list. Like, I don't know exactly where it would be, but it would be on that list. That's 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 high praise. I bought that game thinking it would be a silly meme game and instead got a genuinely impactful art game that has helped me cope with the world, which I think is very nice. My favorite video game is probably Rock Band 3. It's just an incomprehensible um, sentence. <laughs> I like that game. Mine, I poured ungodly like... amounts of hours and money into that game. I had 1,000... Well, well over it up by the end, probably. I passed 1,000 songs. I remember my 1,000th Rock Band song was American Music uh, by... Fuck. <laughs> That's a nice band. Oh yeah, uh, I, I violent friends. They're probably out of you. I used to write. I used to write a newsletter about rock bands. <laughs> hmm. Not really a newsletter. I used to do a weekly forum post about rock band about the rock band network. <laughs> like, That's like a newsletter. I've yeah, seen I, I, tr- I tracked. I tracked the weekly releases of the community songs because you could put your own songs in the game if you had the license for it and put all the work into like chart all the tracks which is four instruments across four difficulties uh you, you could put it in the game and sell and, and sell it with the rights and everything and i did a i kept track of all of them every week and highlighted which ones would be most interesting for each uh for each instrument what their prices were and story links and all that and just like did a whole thing for a little forum culminating in uh when rock band aid did their when Rock Band Network 1.0 was ending and 2.0 was coming out, Rock Band Aid, I, I got to do an article on their site uh, that was like the, I, I, I pulled a bunch of different like staff members of Harmonix and different people from the community and mathematically through ranked choice voting uh, determined that these are the best songs in all of Rock Band uh, Network 1.0 and so on. And that was a that was a thing until I was a YouTuber. That was the most viewed thing that I'd ever done in any on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what my favorite game is, and I think it's still just Pathologic to you. But yeah, Bennett Fonny, getting over it. That's up there. It's one of them for sure. I think for me it was Super Mario World, and that's when video games peaked. They yeah. never got better. <laughs> they just kept going down. But it's from ugly. Look at the graphics. No, that's that you're looking at it the wrong way. <laughs> but Everything, it's ugly. More, look at the graphics. The, the more the more simple the game is, the more heart and passion it has. No, it. I'm more kidding. Yeah. The more realistic I mean, the, a game looks, the more soulless it is. Don't even buy realistic games. You don't need realism. That's the whole reason you have video games because the real world sucks. <laughs> you don't play them because it's fun outside. I learned that lesson with the original Far Cry. Not that I disliked the way it looked. But that it was very, very meh in terms of art direction because it was just trying to be realistic. I mean, the the, the cursed thing is that my real favorite game might be Overwatch. <laughs> I I will say that Overwatch is uh, my favorite first person competitive first person shooter game even though i will never play it again i agree i, I will never play another i will never play another competitive first person shooter game That's i've fair. literally tried i have tried well, like well, seven Valorant of these overwatch guys 
Yeah, it is. I've tried seven of these different fucking Overwatch wannabe games, and I cannot stress enough how fucking ugly they are. I don't want to play Valorant's these characters. Not ugly. They are all Valorant. Yes, I mean, Valorant's just not boring. like Overwatch. It's a tactical shooter. They're, that's that's yeah. But, that's the point against it. If it was more like Overwatch, I'd be more interested. But tactical shooters just yeah hurt my I, brain. I don't want to play a tactical shooter. But like every every goddamn character in Overwatch is memorable. You can look at them yeah. and go, oh, yeah, that's that character. The most direct when comparison I any is, other is game, Paladins, which impressively, like, all other discussion of Paladins aside, Paladins looks like a mobile game. That's yes. the best way I can put it. It looks like every time you see, like, some sort of ad for, like, I don't know, Hero Forge or whatever. No, that's the D&D uh, figurine <laughs> thing. Uh, here, I don't know. <laughs> Clash Royale or something. Clans, Clash of Clans, something like that. Battle of Men. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, these interchangeable, fucking incomprehensible mobile ads for games that just have like, I'm fantasy dude in generic armor. I look like one of the 75 games that have all recreated Anduin Rin from World of Warcraft somehow. Uh, um, yeah. Like you, look, like you look at fucking Paladins and you're like, I... Even the weirder characters are painfully generic somehow. There's just a weird lack yeah. of character and personality to their designs. Like, as a furry, these are not good character designs. <laughs> like, these do not look like they're somebody's favorite little man. They look like uh, Ratchet and Clank. We took Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank and put him in our game, but with less personality than Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Here he's he's called yep. Pip now. Like they're incredibly <laughs> like all the characters in that game look like arched archetypes of other characters from other games with all of their details and personality sanded, sanded off and nothing given in to replace it. And astonishingly, like entire maps in that game do not look like they were made for a shooter. There's maps and paladins mm -hmm. that just look like, why are we in Goldshire from World of Warcraft? With because similar, it was a MOBA with game. Like, with even like similar spacing, like this massively open environment that's very space inefficient, doesn't have a lot of cover, all the walls are super far from each other, and like, yeah. there's no flow to the level, it doesn't feel like a shooter map. <laughs> like it's a uh, i'm sure that paladins has a lot of depth and so on because people keep arguing for it and so on i'm sure it's neat or whatever but like it's so aesthetically off-putting immediately in a way that it's like it's it's really hard to, to it really highlights how full of personality overwatch is even compared to other blizzard titles <laughs> like overwatch yeah. is so immediately charismatic in a way that that few games manage and usually if they do manage it they're a fighting game yeah i yep. uh and that's i'm not that's sure i'm not sure what my my favorite shooter like competitive shooter would even be i mean it, i guess other than overwatch like i mean i really liked halo 3 back in the day that was fun or like time splitters time splitters 2 is a great game i don't know if i would call that a competitive shooter though uh i like i liked quake i played a lot of quake online when i was like 10. quake was fun I like I like Quake. What was it? What's the thing now? What's it called? Quake Champions. I'm yeah, sure that's Quake cool. Champions. Uh, I like I Unreal Tournament. Quake I think the, three. I think the level yeah, design in Quake Champions. I played a lot of Quake is, Three back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Is suffering, but otherwise it's fine. 
Yeah, Un- Unreal Tournament. I liked Unreal Tournament too. Unreal Tournament was fun. I liked 2000. Uh, 2000 was good. Yeah, Unreal Tournament 2000. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah, I just I like boomer shooters. So like, <laughs> the more yeah, complex I do too, a shooter yeah. gets, like the less I like it. I think. It's like I just want to like point and click and rocket jump yeah. and do deathmatch and capture the flag. Yes, that like, is that's good. That, like, that's cool by me. I like Halo. That was my a lot. that was my main complaint about the new Wolfenstein and Diablo. Was like I don't. This is too much stuff. Make it simple. Go back to what it was. I don't want to do like hook shots and double jumps and fucking dumb shit. Make me just shoot gun. Move forward. Yeah. Shoot gun. Guy, I want to move. Gun. I want to zoom like, around the map really quickly just by holding W and ASD, and yeah. I want to shoot. I want to shoot. I want hit scan. Like that's what I want. Yep. That's, that's it. <laughs> I, that yeah, nice as well. The the be. only thing I wanted updated from Doom to new it's graphic okay. Doom was just making it so the camera moved for free. Like I hated the yeah, yeah. like the weird crappy like you don't have to aim. Just be looking in their general direction and you'll hit them. No, I want to be able to like headshot all these people. That's what I wanted. Oh, I see what but, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, oh, I don't. Oh yeah, because Doom doesn't to... have mouse look. Yeah, it doesn't have mouse look. So just like all I wanted was Doom, but with like way better graphics and mouse look. And then it was like, what about RPG? I was like, you've, you've now mm-hmm. you fucked it. Wrong. You ruined. Wrong. You sullied the whole. What if thing. the entire world is full of secrets, of but also we told you about them? So it kind of just becomes this chore of scrolling a weird hologram yeah. around very yeah. slowly and trying to spin it because the map's way too big. Trying to figure out which there's like a there's like a floating thing there's a thing floating off the map and one of the nearby parts of the world no. might let you Doom. go there just barely but you got to check seven unrelated hallways to see which one might have the vent that lets you get to that weird floating green thing and i'm like all right yeah. well <laughs> yeah that, I, I guess you can put I this in your game that. i i don't want that i just wanted to shoot but yeah i think uh i think it's very important to create if you're making an online game the two most important things are you need to make sure the characters are memorable, but also consistently looking. So that way, like, I know where a Reinhardt is at any given point in time. It doesn't matter if he's a skeleton Reinhardt or a, a tree Reinhardt. I know it's Reinhardt because he looks the fucking he looks so different than anybody else. I cannot mix the two up or yeah, two, and two. Good. Yeah. Yes. And you need those characters to be interesting, like not just visually, but like interesting they say things that make you laugh or they act in ways that are interesting to you i and love that's why symmetra walks Junkrat's like my... that yeah, yeah that's why like she walks so weird character. and that's why like... anna has back problems exactly yeah, and, and also and so it was a problem when they added kiriko because everyone was used to seeing baby diva and when they saw kiriko they it read as, as baby diva like they failed at making silhouettes that didn't read as each other when they usually were good at that well, over, like sombra has that super specific count. stance with her smg she just stands weird all the time so that you can tell her apart mm-hmm. from yes. people uh yeah, she, mercy, she's always standing like she's mercy about is super to jump distinct. on you yeah, there's a very every yeah, there's a every, there's a different pose in walking animation to every female character because you have to try to make people that have almost the same body type not look like the same character. Look the male characters, <laughs> and do. they did a good job it's, for a long time. The male characters also have distinct poses, like a soldier. Yeah, different from but the, a well, the men are often shaped different. Most of the males have distinct though. bodies. Yeah, but yes, like Genji, <laughs> yeah. soldier, Reaper, and McCree all all stand completely differently from each other, despite being yeah. approximately the same shape characters McCree in particular is the is the wildest yeah i like don't play him mostly because of the way he stands like it's very it, there's a lot of detail put into being able to read the characters apart from each other and it's, it's, it's yeah a, and it, 
Overwatch is an incredibly impressive game. <laughs> it's a, it's, oh, yeah. it's it is. Uh, an astonishing it, thing. Like some the, the amount of clever shit that yeah. goes into it. Like you can watch like new frame plus videos that just go into like the 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 sheer amount of work that goes into expressing the characters' personalities through their reload animations and so on. Like it's it, there's a lot of love into that thing, and then unfortunately it's in a corporate setting, so uh, evil people are trying to burn it down <laughs> in in order to extract resources from it like the early game of a fucking rts <laughs> mm -hmm. yep but anyway i think oh. we're done here probably i think it's been time to wrap this up and let people use the restroom and whatnot send your questions to dialogue choices podcast at gmail.com or we won't answer them because we don't have them that's the stakes. That's, See you guys next time. Will, join yeah. join our Street Fighter tournament at our Discord. You yes. can find the link in if the description. If Toaster wins, I fun. swear to God. I will. Not I'll win. be there. <laughs> Joe will probably win. Personally defeat oh, Toaster true. at all costs. No, Joe. Joe's going to win if he's going to do Modern Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just watch like 27 matches of him. Play Street Fighter with us. It will be fun. Three, two, one, bye. bye. bye.